the Leaving Today podcast, the show about the news, history, and attractions of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Leaving Today Podcast, episode number 190. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. It means a whole lot to us. My name is Mark, one of the co-hosts here of the LTP. Sitting to the right of me is the Trailmaster Puppets himself, Udi. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, uh, welcome. We hope you find the water to be very warm. We are we are an honest and open Disneyland podcast. We love the parks. We want them to succeed. Um so we'll talk about anything with the news, attractions, uh, food, as you'll find out today, for sure. Um, yeah. So it, today's show is sponsored t- uh, by our listeners. Um, and if you want to get involved in that, you can go to leaventodaypodcast.com, click on the Patreon link, and we make it super simple there. Um, also, if you're on Instagram, go to leaventodaypodcast and click on the link tree, and the, we have access there to our Patreon, um, as well as uh, TeePublic. You can buy some shirts. Yeah, and also at this point, a um, couple things. If you want to pause this and give, leave us a review on whatever platform you're doing, it means a whole lot to us. Give us whatever rating you feel, um, and uh, we will just go from there. Also, uh, if you want to take time and go to YouTube and subscribe to Leave Them Today Podcast, um, we have a channel up there. And every other Wednesday, we do something called LTP Lounge, where we try to invite a guest on and we just talk for an hour or so, hour and a half. And uh, listeners can, it's live, so listeners can chat with us. Mm-hmm. And we t- will talk about the news, the current news of the day, and uh, wherever it goes from there. Yep. Um, we hope to keep growing that channel we've had you know the first couple shows have been good the first one was kind of sketchy but we got you know um we got our our sea legs after our second uh show and i think we're only going to get better um Mm -hmm. hope to expand this community with that and i hope to meet a lot of you and uh we can get get going from there yeah and i encourage anybody who interacts with us uh interacts with me mark or jess in any one of the other social platforms if you have the time to come on and join in the chat, please do. Um, because it, when what we found out um, now, first time we didn't, we had a little bit of interaction. The second show around, we got a lot more, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that really helps drive the show. And it, it, it makes me uh, feel better because the, the whole purpose of the show is for that. Is not only to have discussion with people that we like and we enjoy talking to. But it's also more for driving interaction with you guys, yeah. uh, driving interaction with, with a, and, and trying to grow the, the, the LTP family bigger and pull more people into, into our crazy family sure. and, and just you know have the love and have everybody talking and communicating, just having a good time. So yeah, yes. I would encourage you guys uh, to join us over there every other Wednesday around 6 p.m. indie time. Um, people didn't know what that was. It's Pacific time. So indie as in we're indie. Yes. You know. Anyway, so there we go. So we're going to keep on referring to indie time. You guys will figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. 
I think that's what they call fan engagement. That's what they want us to do, right? Engage with fans. Or, or we, we do that anyway, but yeah. I, but I, I I just want people to like we're over there. Come hang out. Yep. Yeah. Um, don't so. be shy. Come out and and if you want to if you want to lurk for a little bit, that's fine. Kind of, but but I would encourage you don't like if you're gonna lurk, lurk. But if you're going to, hopefully that moves into interacting. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, if you guys want to come on the show and get like a little video spot with us, yeah, or yeah. You, if you say I'm too shy to be on video, well, we, we can just pull your audio too and you can talk to us without, without your camera Yeah, we on. can we can totally turn your camera off and yep, I'm yep. going to start doing that actually. I'm just going to start putting my logo up. Yeah, there. There, you are? Yeah, I'm just going to put it. I don't, I don't believe that. Big logo. <laughs> I got to figure out my logo. But anyway. There you go. Yeah. Well, today we have um, a friend of the show. Jay is going to come on and talk to us about Lunar New Year food and downtown Disney stuff and wherever and whatever else so um we want you to get to that as soon as possible but we got to get through the news first yep. uh that's why we don't have an opening question normally we we would uh but let's just just jump over to the news all right the news you listen to me now you are talking about things that you do not understand Okay, For, we got to start off with some, uh, I guess, sad news. Um, very sad news. Out of the blue, um, out of the blue, uh, we have to recognize Carl Weathers, who passed away. I think um, most unexpectedly. I, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Former Raider great. Carl Weathers, um, known for his roles in the Rocky films, Predator, and The Mandalorian, has passed away at the age of 76. Weathers played Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky films and Colonel Al Dillon in Predator. His other famous roles include Detective Adam Bordreau in Street Justice and Derek Chubbs, Peterson in Happy Gilmore, and Little Nicky. He portrayed a fictionalized version of himself in Arrested Development mm-hmm. in 2021. He's great. He's so great in that. <laughs> Weathers was nominated for the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series for his recurring, his recurring role as Grief Karga yep. in The Mandalorian. He was great. Oh, yep, yep. my gosh. Uh, he appeared as Karga, a loyal friend to the... Um, titular. The titular Mandalorian, yep. and the one who most often calls him Mando. Yep. In the nine episodes of the show, f- four in the first season, one in the second, and four in the third season. Um, also for Disney, Weathers voiced Combat... Carl in Toy mm-hmm. Story of Terror and Toy Story 4. He voiced Omnitraxus Prime in Star Wars and the Forces of Evil. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Uh, before his acting career, Weathers played football, beginning mm-hmm. at San Diego State University, and signed with the Oakland Raiders and played as a linebacker for two seasons at the NFL. Uh, he is survived by his two sons with his ex-wife, Marianne. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thoughts and prayers go out to them. Yep. And... Um, yeah, I mean, we'll do a moment of silence real quick, but I know uh, quick quick thoughts about that. Well, the reality is, is like um, Carl Weathers, um, and we talked a little bit about this on on Amanda show um, that um, that for guys of our our age and our generation, um, and Chad put it put it very well. He was like the man's man, like he was. Uh, the characters that he played were very like, m- like strong, manly, like just dudes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he always, he always portrayed his most of his characters until I mean, you go into Chubbs though. Chubbs had changed that, you know, uh, and and it proved that he could have comedic timing. Which uh, same thing with the rest of the development it proved that he was not just like this tough guy. I, I mean, 
action guy, you know, from, I mean, I remember him from Rocky. I mean, that, that yeah. my dad, Rocky, I mean, we watched those uh, a few, more than a few times together. Adrian. Exactly. Well, and then, and then him, you know, um, and he was such a good uh, character. But the one thing that really struck me was um, as Mandalorian came out and as the behind the scenes stuff and things like that came out more and more, it struck me how how much of a uh, how intelligent he was, and not not saying that he was stupid, but just the fact that he understood the business, he understood acting, he understood directing, he understand he understood the business, mm-hmm. and not only that, but he was a gentle man. Like one of the things that that was great is that when with everything went down with Gina Carano, he did not abandon her. He was one of the first people, and and Gina Carano even put a very nice post a couple of different nice posters talking about him um and and basically was one of the people coming to her side uh to try to support her in that in that messed up time with her and then not only that but uh, john favreau put them together to kind of mentor because he felt because he was an athlete played you know football and always had that kind of action thing going on that he could help gina Develop into from an action, you know, sports person into an actor, mm-hmm. um, and I think he did an outstanding job because you can look at Gina's development, uh, even in that series and coming and what she's done after. You can see that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one of the things that is really, especially tragic for me, is that he in in a few interviews expressed that he was excited he got to direct direct a, a, an episode of The Mandalorian, uh, a very good episode of The Mandalorian. Where um, um, I can't think of his name. His name just slipped my mind. Who uh, Ahmad Best came back, and oh, he yeah, was yeah. in that. And that episode, honestly, that is one of the best episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, and and he directed that. So the sad part for me and the tragic part is that we're not going to get more of his ability and his yeah. directing talent. So yeah. uh, definitely uh, gone too soon. A giant, uh, uh, just a great great individual in everything that I've read, heard, and people have said nothing but the nicest and sweetest things to him. Uh, uh, Sly, um, Sylvester Stallone just put out a video talking about him too. Yeah, I saw that. And it's one of those things that is just so sad and so tragic when you lose somebody that was just a good human being. Mm-hmm. And, is, and and it is, the, the world is a little bit sadder and a little bit darker without him around. Yep. Yep. All right, we'll do a quick moment of silence, but again, uh, Carl Weather is dies at age 76. Okay. Well, I guess back to reality, super important news topic is uh, Shop Disney will go back to the original Disney store name. Thank goodness that that's happened. I mean, wow. Shop <laughs> Disney is going to go back to be called Disney Store. What? Yeah. No. You know what's so funny is, is they probably paid some focus group you know, a couple million dollars. What should we do? How about let's just go back? Okay, thank you. That's, you know, a million bucks, whatever. So now Shop Disney is going to be called Disney Store. Super important. <laughs> yeah. Um, next news oh, item. Oh, my, hold on. I can't. Wait, what? wait, wait. What, what, what? Because you know, you, you know <sighs> Disney probably paid some firm to do that. Exactly. So th- these are the things that drive me batty about large. I will tell you where to go, Disney. Go to your fans. They will tell you. Mm-hmm. They will tell you. Disney Store. Even when, even when 
they changed it to Shop Disney. How many of you all out there said, okay, I'm going to go to Shop Disney? No. <laughs> you continued to call it Disney Store. I did. Yeah. I'm sure you did, Mark. Yeah. I'm going to bet you everybody within the, within the reach of my voice right now says, yeah, I never, I never called it Shop Disney. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it's the same thing where they paid a focus group over a million dollars to change the name for Disney's California Adventure. (laughs) So this brain trust, this this group of I must you know some sort of Mensa meeting (laughs) goes, oh, well we were Disney's California Adventure. Now let's just call Disney California. Oh, so you guys just dropped the S? Yeah, okay, thanks. There's a, you know there's a million dollars that and this is nonsense to me. Oh no, exactly. Any any time Disney does things like this, this are so inconsequential and so yeah. stupid. These are problems that they create. That there was they, they're creating a problem where there isn't one. There wasn't right. Why would you change it to shop Disney? I would I would actually love to hear or read the report that said, hey, we want to change it to this because of X Y Z, and then laugh at it. Right. For sure. Recon- reconnect with the people. Reconnect with the people. Anyway. <sighs> but you know they're not because they are beholden to stockholders. Well, 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 well. Okay, wait, okay. we're not going well, 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 well. down Nelson Peltz not, <laughs> nonsense right now. Okay. Next news item is Picture I Place Hotel. Um, Picture I Place Hotel, a Disneyland resort, formerly Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel, has officially opened. Woo! Pixar Place Hotel first opened in 1984. As the Emerald of Anaheim, it was operated by the Tokyo Group and at one point renamed the Pan Pacific Hotel and Anaheim. Disney bought the hotel in 1995 and renamed it the Disney Pacific Hotel. To coincide with the opening of Disney California Adventure in 2021, it was renamed, sorry, in 2001, it was renamed again as Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel. The corresponding Paradise Pier land in the park eventually became Pixar Pier. Mm Mm-hmm. Upon visiting Pixar Place Hotel, guests will see the creative process behind Pixar animated films come to life in new ways. From the giant Luxo Jr. and Luxo Ball statue in the lobby to the depth of theming in the guest rooms, Pixar Place Hotel serves as a living gallery that celebrates the art of Pixar. Um, great. Uh, for just point of reference, I, I picked a two-night stay for starting in May, May 20th of 2024. With a checkout of May 22nd, mm-hmm. um, a standard view room at the Pixar Place Hotel is going to cost you $504 a night uh, and 50 cents a night. A premium view is going to cost you $647 a night. <laughs> um, to the, if you are thinking about this. I would urge you to think again. I this, can't. This is great that they have a new themed hotel. Um, that's wonderful for those who care. I, 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 I think the design is cool inside. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad that they've got the great maple there um, as a restaurant anchoring everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you are going to spend $504 for this hotel per night, you, are either, you either have a lot of extra money mm-hmm. or you are financially illiterate. Well, yeah, I mean, then not. I where, mean, where's the suite too? Look, like, you see, I mean, you you the, put in it. The suite is one thousand two hundred sixty-two dollars. Mm-hmm. Look, I ain't in this for your revolution, and I'm not in it for you, princess. I expect to be well paid. I'm in it for the money. The, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand 
what is going on here because yeah. I and I didn't print this out, but I included in the notes. But I also did for uh, Grand, Disney's Grand California. The same night there, it's like eight seventy nine. And I just again, you either have to have a lot of money that you don't care about, or you're just literally financially illiterate yeah. that you would go ahead and 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 support this nonsense. Yeah. Well, the, the, here. Here's the problem, and these are the when you're looking at at rates and the rates are that high, yeah, you you got to realize that um, these are all symptoms of the problem. Mm-hmm. These are all symptoms of the problem of where Disney's at right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Disney Corp. Okay, Disney Corporation, where they are right now. So when they do things like that, they they're going to, and then I'm not even that. And is that even quote unquote peak time? Is May twentieth peak so, time? No, I don't. I don't think so. Probably so, not. Yeah. So that. So there we go. So when you see that, I mean, we always know. Okay, a proper Disney hotel, anything Disney owned hotel is gonna. The rate's gonna be higher automatically. We all know that. We, it's not even a thing. Right. That to be like, well, what do you mean? But no, when they're going up this high for a standard room, <laughs> dude. At I mean, this hotel, this yeah, is at, this is the, supposedly the bottom of the line. There. Correct. It is the 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 the, the value hotel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then we're the ones who are paying 140 a night. So yeah, we pay 140 a night. We go down the road a little bit, and and we make that affordable. So that's the thing is like, when I see this kind of stuff, it. it I hope. I hope the vacancies get to a point where they're like, oh, okay, we can't do this. Right. Absolutely not. So these are the these are the moments. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, the the rates are kind of crazy. Anytime I see a rate like that. I full-on throw my head back and belly laugh. Yeah, I mean, this is about $300 more than it should be per night. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so again, you know, if that's your thing, good luck. Yep, I mean, hey, if you've got the money and you want to do that whole thing, man, go for it. You, hats off to you, enjoy the hell out of it and have a great time. I'm glad you will. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next news item, and I hope to talk to Jay about this, is uh, Downtown Disney Parkside Market. Uh, the Disney Parks blog has shared new updates on changes coming to the downtown Disney district at Disneyland Resort, including concept art of Parkside Market and, ups, and an update about Earl the Sandwich. So we have uh, this Parkside Market. Um, we're looking at some screenshots of, or some uh, artist concept of it. Um, I think it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And this is a food hall concept where uh, it looks like it's going to be, well, the, the, the description once open, the Parkside Market will include Soul Sister, fast, casual, modern Korean eatery based on Korean rice bowls, Sip and Sonder, serving lattes, fresh treats, frozen drinks, and Caribbean-inspired dishes, C- uh, Gigi's Chicken Shop, which includes chicken sandwiches, salads, and classic dinner table sides, and a second-story bar offering views of the district and signature craft cocktails. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I love that, yeah. and I think it's going to be a hard ticket to get into this. Yeah, probably. Um, because it's going to overlook that um, little stage out there. Mm-hmm. But um, I love the concept that they're doing. I, um, you know, I'll be curious to see what Jay thinks about this. But um, And I'm sure this is going to be super popular. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think this fits well down oh, there? Oh, yeah, no. And, and looking at the concept drawing, it's going to fit in pretty well with what, what is already what they recently installed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think it's gonna look, be great. I'm actually can't wait and uh, go check it out when that when that does in fact open up. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, if you are you are you likely to go here for a drink in the evening, or are you gonna go to Trader Sam's? Oh, Trader Sam's is always happening. Okay. Without a doubt. I mean, okay. Trader Sam's will. I mean, 
it really has to be amazing to mm-hmm. to supplant Trader Sam's. Yeah. Because Trader Sam's, there's nothing quite like Trader Sam's. The only thing that actually would make me go away from Trader Sam's is if they rethemed that Star Wars outpost to some sort of indie restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you could go there and sit because you used to be able to sit outside at the Rainforest Cafe in the upper upper level. Mm-hmm. And how fun would that be? Um, anyways, I'm just blue blue skying blue skying this. Okay, so that's a design win. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Earl Sandwich next. Uh, they were going to get a new two story location in the downtown Disney district. Do you need a two story sandwich shop? I don't. I don't get this. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I do not understand this move. Um, no. Uh, with a quick service shop on the ground level and a tabletop service option upstairs. More details will be shared about this project in the future. I'm going out on a limb. I don't think it's too much of a limb to say that that upper section is going to be virtually empty. Or it's going to be people eating other things other than Earl's. Other than Earl's sandwich. Yep. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it, could be, it could be kind of cool to go up there and bring your own food. Mm-hmm. But, but we'll, we'll see. I don't even know where this is yet. Um, but we'll, we'll see it. Um, a, a temporary Earl Sandwich pop-up location will be opening in the meantime near the Star Wars Trading Post. As previously announced, the restaurant will be relocated from its current temporary location on the east side of the district near the Esplanade to make way for Portos Bakery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff going on in downtown Disney. Okay, Paseo and Centrico and Team Dita. Team Dita. Oh, sorry, I didn't say that correctly. No. Okay. New concept art for the upcoming Paseo and Centrico was also released. Once open, this restaurant will offer menus created by Michelin-starred chef Carlos Gaetan. 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 The Paseo upstairs dining room in Centrico will, on the first floor, will serve upscale Mexican cuisine and tequila-based cocktails. Nice. Um, meanwhile, next door at the newly announced... Tiendita. Yep. <laughs> will serve chef... Gaetan. <laughs> Mexican flair <laughs> on the go with quick service treat food options. It looks like it's located near the in the former Sprinkles Cupcake space. There's no seating visible in the photo, and we don't know if this location will offer an outdoor seating area. So, yeah, so Tiendita translated means little store. Little store. Um, Disney's announcement seems to imply all three restaurants could open together later this spring. Well, it would make sense that they're all pretty much well integrated, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if you want to take this food to go, you can go up to the second floor of uh, Earl Sandwich. And there you go. Yeah, why not? Maybe we, if we get a chance, we can record up there. Oh yeah, a, l- a little bit. I think bit. we'll have plenty of uh, quiet space up there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Next news item, sure to make Udi stoked. Uh, Disney falls to number twelve on Fortune's world's most admired companies list, loses top spot in media and entertainment sector after twenty years. Number one on the overall list for 2024 is Apple, followed by Microsoft and then Amazon. Disney fell six places from their number six position on the 2023 list. Netflix topped the media and entertainment sector, kicking Disney down to number four after 20 years at the top. Activist investor Nelson Peltz, who's that, is vying for a seat on Disney's board of directors, has suggested that Disney join forces with Netflix to achieve profitability. The world's most admired companies list is based on a poll of 600-plus company candidates and 3,720 executives, directors, and industry analysts. Corn Ferry Consulting Company and Fortune asked participants to rate companies on nine criteria, including investment value, ability to attract talent, products, quality of management, and social responsibility. (laughs) 
to make the list, the company's score must rank in the top half of the industry. Uh, thoughts on that, Udi? Um, so these, so as you guys know, uh, I've been doing the best I can to kind of keep everybody in the loop for and trying to, you know, if you guys don't want to get too deep in the weeds of what's going on with Disney Corp and Disney as a company as a whole because of how it's going to affect the park, right? What we care, yeah. what we mostly care about. Um, so I'm not surprised by this at all. I think these are more more miscues uh, by big by Big Papa Iger uh, that are coming up now. These mm-hmm. are all the things that you cannot blame Chapek. You cannot blame pandemic. You cannot blame any other pe- person, really. But Bob Iger, buck stops with him and the Disney board. So Nelson Pelt is the. When I read things like this, all this is is another arrow in the quiver of Nelson Pelt and Tryon to get seats on the board mm-hmm. there's more that's happened this week even after our recording that we did wednesday night we talked about it a little bit um on on our ltp lounge we did more has happened since then so um again this is why i'm white-pilled and and and, and so i don't you, even honestly i don't even know what that term means white pill means you're hopeful oh uh, so black pill means everything is is horrible everything is going is gonna go badly nothing's gonna go right everything's gonna be just trash, and we're all we're all in a black area. Okay. Well, you you so then you know that the world's gone mad if we, actually if um, Udi's hopeful for something. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. So the <laughs> fact that I'm the one that I'm the one sitting here with as trying to be the ray of sunshine, going, "Woo, we can do this." Oh yeah, this yeah, is so, so strange. For yeah. Me. So the, so um and 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 again, I am explaining to you people as much as I can why I feel this way. So okay. by pointing out these things like there's this, there's that, there's this, there's this, there's that. Um, that's kind of making it go like, this is why I feel like we, we've got a chance here to make some substantive, much-needed change in Disney corporate. Yeah. Yep. Shareholders, if you go read go read the perspectives, please, in the white paper. Yep. And make your call. Make your call. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, no, I would imagine yeah, yeah. I would imagine that they want to get back on the top uh, of that list. Yes, because if not, then then I, I'm telling oh, I'm telling you, man. Oh. Ooh. Stuff's going to come down. Anyway, gonna, uh, moving on. Woo. Moving on. The last yeah. news item um, for this, because we want to get to Jay, um, is uh, something I, I dug up. <laughs> new new star. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And hopefully we don't go too long on this because... Oh, I'm going to be here. I'm, I'm, no, people I'm, want Jay. Do you hear that banging noise? That's me building my soapbox. Well, people want Jay. They don't yeah, want... Yeah, okay, okay. They don't want to listen to me. New yeah. Star Wars movies coming soon in the near future. Or crushing off soon and putting near out of there as well. Um, so I didn't know some of these. There, there's a list uh-huh. of movies coming out, uh-huh. um, and um, and I remember hearing this. I think at Star Wars Celebration, I had no idea. I had forgotten about some of these. So let's go for the ones that are <laughs> canceled. Broke. Wait. Okay. No. No. Let, let's just go straight down the list, my friend. Okay. Well, why don't you do it? Since this is not my realm. Okay. Uh, at all. So I love Star Wars, but not to the level. Okay. So l- let me let me go ahead. That's and, the Lucasfilm calling you right now. Yeah. All no, right. They're like, "What are you about to say?" Um, okay. So the Ray the Ray Skywalker. I've, I'm not going to belabor this one because uh, I've 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 said my piece with this right now. I don't think this movie is going to get made. In the current, in its current iteration, if at all, okay. Charmino uh, Bates-Chanoy, the director, D- D- um, uh, Daisy Ridley, has been talking about it. Charmino uh, Bates-Chanoy has been quiet. 
And she's been quiet because I think, uh, you know, um, anyway, so I'm not going to belabor that point. I've already said my piece, so I'm going to keep on going. So uh, currently, the, the Ray movie, uh, as it's being called, mm -hmm. I do not believe will be made um, in its current iteration, if at all. Uh, I think that might have, I will get a better sense of this by mid-year, mid okay? Uh, okay, so the New Republic movie. I, 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 okay, I'll just comment on that. I, um, I'd go see this. As I, I mentioned this before, I, I would absolutely go see this. Ray? Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, I may not connect with the character so yeah. much, but I would love to hear more about it. And, and just, to, I mean, at least I'll, I'll go once. At the, I right. just want to see something at the theater. Well, okay, so. I, I'm trying not to go too deep in the weeds because there's more. Um, oh, okay. So what? Da okay, I'll say this. Yeah. Daisy Ridley has done two things. One, she's commented that the story, as she knows it, the arc, she said it's going is kick-ass. I think that's her direct quote. Okay. The other part is um, she kind of addressed the whole like chauvinistic hate, you know, Star Wars, the hate in the community, blah 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 blah, and and she said something. And this is why. I've always liked Daisy Ridley as a human being. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like the Ray character, right? But it's not any it's not any hate on her. No. Okay. I can separate the fictional character from the human being. Y yeah. I mean, I would like to see just from her character's Ray. I think her skill set ramped up way too fast. Yeah. And we did not yeah. see yeah. growth in her. I yeah. would like to and see the growth. Yeah. The Mary Sue part aspect of it. That's one of the biggest problems. And so. So maybe we maybe that's what this is. Well. Nobody knows for sure. Oh, okay. There's a lot of rumor and speculation. But the other okay. part, the, the part where this is why I enjoyed da Daisy was because she said, I, uh, what did she, how did she say? She said all that, like the hate and blah, 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 the chauvinism. Mm -hmm. It's like she thinks it's overblown. Okay. She said she's had nothing. She's like, when she walked out on the Ce Star Wars celebration, she got nothing but love. And, and, yeah. that's, and that's something that, I, that we brought up in, in the Mando show. That that's the one thing about Star Wars that's great. Like all these outliers, that, that a lot of the stuff that is like beefing, you know, with within the community, I, a lot of it is crap. A lot of it is BS, and a lot of it is built up and blown up by 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 people who aren't really fans. Mm -hmm. We can have our arguments and discussion about characters and and why I think the the sequel trilogy suck and they're horrible, but I can have that argue, uh, af, a, active argument without saying. Daisy Ridley mm. is is horrible. John Boyega uh, is trash, or Oscar Isaac's. You know, if I'm talking to, it's mm. not. I'm not. I'm not mad at the character. I'm not mad at the person. It's just, you know, I, what I'm saying. So I th I think there were some good things in the. No, and there were aspects. There were flashes of good things yeah, in the trilogy yeah. over in, in the yeah. in the sequel trilogy. But overall, it's a big steamy pile. But of anyway. course, of course. Okay, okay, yeah. that's right. So anyway, so anyway, okay. So the new the new Republic movie. Um. Oh yeah. So this one, um, this one is uh, the one that Dave Filoni. Is supposedly uniting the Mandoverse all together. Okay, um, so this one is good. Uh, I, as far as I know, this one is still on track. This actually got recently announced uh, or re-announced, I guess if you want to put it, or or reinforced that it's coming out. Um, so that one, um, that one, I'm looking forward to. That one, we'll see where it goes. Okay, so Dawn of the Jedi. Um, this one, I think, is 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 dead. Okay, uh, and here's the reason why. This is the Jam the Dawn of the Jedi, um, which is James Mangold. Hold on a second. I just got back. Sorry. The okay. New Republic movie, the one by Fino uh, um, Filoni. Filoni. Um, so this is going to be after Return of the Jedi, but before 
uh, episode seven. Yeah. So, and that's an interesting time period in the realm because we hopefully would get to see the rise of the first order, mm-hmm. or at least the. Well, no, it'd be rise of the, the the empire. No, this is after Return of the oh, Jedi. Oh no! Yeah, correction, New Order. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the, yeah, and yeah. I I would be curious order, to know yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, 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 no. And and that's that's where it falls in. This is after that's in that gap between. Uh, um, yeah. Jedi uh, six and, and six and and uh, seven. Correct. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. So now down of the Jedi. Okay. I don't think this movie is gonna make. I I really don't. Uh, the main oh, reason being that. the main reason being is that James Mangold. Uh, just directed probably the biggest flop, one of the biggest flops in in Lucasfilm history. Uh, I don't think you get rewarded with a Star Wars movie after doing that. Is that the Indiana Jones? Yes. Thing? Yes. Okay. Um, so I don't. And honestly, there there is some some demand for uh, you know a high um, uh, what is it the, the this this part in 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 Star Wars lore. Okay, mm-hmm. there is there is a demand for this movie. I just don't think. He's the type of guy that that's gonna happen that should be directing it. I think there are plenty of other directors in the current Lucasfilm stable, as per se, mm-hmm. that could do a far better job. James Mangle, the last two movies that he's directed, yeah, I did not like. Did he write Indiana Jones? No, but he directed it. Okay, well, what's more important, the writer or the director? It's a, it's a combination. Okay, well, if the story's good, well, I don't know. I mean. I don't know. Yeah, but but again, this is what I'm saying. You don't you don't direct a movie like that and then and then have a box office failure of its magnitude and then here you go have a Star Wars movie. No, I don't know enough about the books, um, the expanded universe. Yeah. I, is there already a story for this somewhere in the books? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Because this again, from my understanding, like I'm not a big deep that that in the the that time frame. Yeah. In this, I'm not super familiar with that. You know who who to talk to about that? Ricky, Chad, and Chad. Okay. Chad, Ricky, maybe Ricky, but Chad for sure. Okay. Um, okay. But, but but so this could talk about so this would take uh, thousands of years. Sorry, take place thousands of years before yeah. episode one. Correct. So none of the characters we would even know. No, no, and and so this so except here, maybe Plagueis, right? So, right. Well, it could be. So okay. here here's the thing though. This is trying to set it in, in what's known as the High Republic time, okay? The problem with that is that the High Republic is not popular. It's not popular. Well, we don't know it. No, no, but it's not popular. It's not catching on. When they did oh. the Expanded Universe and they did the, the, the Zon books and all these other things, those caught on because they're good. The High Republic, they've been trying to push for a while. Yeah. No, no one is taking to it to the level of this. So okay. this, is, this is where I get into that whole thing is like, stop trying to make us like something, okay? Yeah. So this is where we're at with this one. So that's why I don't know. I think this one's going to go the way of a few other ones that are on this list, which I laughed when I read the list because I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. So the next one is absolutely coming. The Mandalorian Gro- Grogu. It better not be. That better not be the name of the movie. No, because that is a trash name. Okay. So this one is coming. This one is the next one up on 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 the slate. Um, and I can't wait for this one. I can't wait for this one because I think the one comment that we made, that I made, that I've been making is that um, Disney really needs to hit it out of the park with their next Star Wars movie. They cannot do a halfway thing. They cannot do a half-bake. This needs to be good. So when you have Filoni and Favreau together, I have more faith in Favreau than Filoni. Not that I don't have faith in Filoni, but I have more faith in Favreau. Okay. Because Favreau does not make bad movies. 
you look at, go into, and I invite everybody, go into his catalog, go look at his resume, go pick a bad, go find a bad movie. Yeah. You're not going to find one. No. So he does good, and, 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 and he is, his mind, the way he operates, he knows how to use technology, all, so many things. So this one, it makes sense why Disney kind of went like, okay, no, because I think Ray, the Ray movie was the original one that it all sounded like we're going to get this in a year and a half. And then all of a sudden now this one got bumped up. And I think the reasons are two. One, uh, I don't think any kind of real good script is ready and prepared for the Ray movie. And two, after after Charmaine obeyed Chinoy basically said that, you know, a woman needs to be, it's about time a woman directed the, the Path of Stars. I'm like, lady, they've been doing it from the beginning. So that a lot of people in the community kind of went like, yo, what are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Women have been involved in the, in the story making from, from the word go. But anyway, so I think there's a combination and Disney kind of realized, hey, we really do need to be, the, the script isn't ready. Uh, what are we going to do? Let's go here. So. Yeah. Okay. So Rogue Squadron. Yes, canceled. Uh, that one was going to be by Patty Jenkins. Um, this one I'm really sad. Uh, they, they did some teaser trailers. They had her talking. Um, now, there are many rumors as to why. <laughs> This fell apart. Uh, the main one being that Patty Jenkins didn't want to, um, how can I put it, compromise or or work within the Disney thing. She wanted to do her thing no matter what and blah, 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 blah. That's what I read. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that one is canceled, which makes me sad because I would have loved the idea behind this kind of movie, this kind yeah. of film, is great. They could have done like a Top Gun, but with X-Wings. Oh, hello, sign me up. But yep. that one is dead. Okay, Lando movie, that's dead. You think, who cares about Oh, it's about dead. No, no, no. I love Lando, Yeah, but I love our Lando. I don't like the new Lando. That Danny Glover guy? The, yeah. Or whatever his name is? Yeah, Danny Glover. I don't like that Lando. It's not, he's not as char- charismatic as Billy Dee. No. Just not. No, well, he's I not don't think smooth. we need a Lando movie anyway. No, Land- and no one's asking for a Lando movie. No. No. So this one, dead, gone. Okay, der- der- uh, Taika Waititi, bye-bye, gone. Never happening. Whatever it was going to be is dead. And then this one is the most laughable one of them all. Taika oh. Something directed by Ryan Johnson. After, yeah. after the sequel trilogy, there was a rumor mill going for quite a while that he was going to get a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Three movies to direct. It's garbage. It's trash. Yeah. You cannot direct a movie that deconstructs one of the best heroes of our pop culture to that point and expect you're going to get people accepting you. No. Not no. happening. Well, he didn't write it, but again... No, no, no. He, he did. No. I oh, don't did care he? if he... No, but he, it was his ideas. A lot of this was his ideas. Oh, you, yeah. The interviews that came yeah. out, it was, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I lay 100% of the blame on the, the, the horror that is The Last Jedi. <laughs> it is a horror show for Luke. Absolutely. I remember sitting going, what did they do to my freaking hero? They made him into, this is why I don't like these movies, is this deconstructing yeah. our heroes. Yeah. It's not good because you never build them back. And so that's why I don't like it. So this, no. Ryan Johnson will never get a trilogy. And so all, all, many of these movies are going to go exactly with what happens in Lucasfilm. They announce, 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 announce. 
Hopefully one sticks and then the other one just kind of disappears. So th- is this still in the pipeline for Ryan Johnson? No. Okay, good. Nope. Well, to sum it up, Disney, I, 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 Lucasfilm, whatever, they need to hit a home run with whatever they do next. Correct. And, and it's been far too long since we've had anything. Correct. Okay. So I'm glad you took that one over because I wouldn't be able to talk about these in a, in I got a, you. In a constructive way. I got you. But um, whatever the case is, I'm going to go to the theater and see a Star Wars movie, and uh, you're going to go with me. And you're going to. Oh yeah, it. no, and and, and the, the comment we made on on the Mando show when we were talking about the the Grogu, the Mando and Grogu movie coming out that we long for that. We long for the days of like lining up and the midnight showings and yes, mi- missing that that we miss that sense of community. Yep, and having that thing of like, hey, Star Wars geeks, we're all out here. Yeah, and we're all we're all with it. You're my people. You know, we're all one of we're all one. So yeah, we need that again. We really do. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Well, that's gonna wrap up the news. Um, no one on one tonight, uh, but we are gonna jump over to Jay because I know he's uh, waiting for us. Yep. All right. So let's go to the feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. All right, LTP listeners, this is our feature presentation for this afternoon. Um, joining us today, uh, not a guest, he's part of the LTP family, of course. Um, you know him and you love him, and uh, you will listen to him at, <laughs> like regarding food. This is uh, the one and only Jay Bratton. Hey, Jay. Hey, 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 what's up, yo? <laughs> LTP fam, raise your hands up. Say what's up. Say yeah, what's up, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we haven't talked to you since, I think, before the holidays, but we've been in, in touch right. Um, right. since then. And uh, I know recently you've been to um, the Lunar New Year. So you're going to talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Sorry. sorry, I thought there was more to that than that. But yeah, man, I mean, we've been uh, like, I don't know, almost, I wouldn't say six months, but... Definitely before the holidays, because uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. the timing of our uh, last conversation, I wasn't able to, uh, you know, interact with you. So I provided a trip report. Yeah, oh, I appreciate uh, via that. Written form. Yeah, um, and uh, apologized uh, with my little audio clip or whatever. But regardless, <laughs> you know, regardless, I'm yeah. here to to lend a hand and and uh, provide as much insight as I can possibly have. You know. Yes. Uh, regarding my experiences. Awesome. I definitely appreciate that. Um, and, you know, this part a lot we can talk about in addition to the Lunar New Year, because we can talk about um, your trip to, was it the Palm Breeze bar? Or is that what's called? The Palm Breeze? The, that, place? the, the new bar, right? Yeah. The, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's at the um, the DVC, oh right? DVC. See, now, now you're talking about old stuff, man. I, like, I was like, my, my focus was on <laughs> Lunar New Year. But oh. yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We stayed at that new uh dvc designated resort uh at the disneyland hotel property uh it was it was great time like i said the tiana's room was bomb uh the the um the overall like theming of that uh that uh area is just on point Mm -hmm. um you know definitely old school mary blair vibes uh the palm breeze court uh or palm breeze bar or whatever uh was uh was was awesome um but yeah, just you know, my only gripe about the the place is the the pricing of the food was over. Uh, you know, just it was just 
over what is um, over what would be normally charged at a regular restaurant, right? For sure. And I understand it's a theme park, but at the same time, um, you know, it's just not uh, something that it, it was just thirty eight dollars for a steak salad, just a bit much for me. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And then I uh, remember uh, hearing the episode and just kind of complained about the prices of the drink, and I concur with her system uh, assessment. But uh, I didn't order any drinks because I didn't even worry about it. I was just like, as soon as I saw the, you know, the pricing of the food, I just was like, <laughs> okay, next. Yeah, next. Awesome. Nice. Um, the one thing you didn't cover, uh, this is, uh, let's go back a little bit um, before the Lunar New Year in this trip. Um, sure. Okay. Let me let me get to my photos okay. so I have a context of what you're speaking about. And I'm and I'm not sure that you've tried it, but we 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 did we did talk about it, and that was that Japanese. Um, cheesecake is it Japanese style cheesecake over at Aunt Cass's? Yes. Did you um, did you try that? Because we it's funny we were talking about cheesecake, and then you said, "Have you ever tried Japanese cheesecake?" And we said, "No." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that thing shows up at, on the menu at Aunt Cass's over at um, Pacific Wharf. Right. Oh, so um, yeah. yeah, that wasn't available at the time. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Gone uh, to to the resort. But uh, what we did try was the Japanese souffle pancakes, uh, and that's at the Tangaroa Terrace. Oh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know about their Japanese uh, cheesecake, but if, uh, if it's remotely uh, similar in quality to the souffle pancakes, then I'm in for a, a delight <laughs> uh, because those uh, souffle, souffle pancakes are like, just amazing i just like i don't even know like whoever the person uh was responsible for designing that uh, recipe um you know chef's kiss you know what i'm saying for sure, yeah. for sure. those uh the souffle pancakes were were uh the uh, amazing um the well I, I shouldn't say souffle pancakes they're fluffy pancakes mm. um but uh uh yeah definitely um light crispy airy uh, the guava, uh, let's see what the, let me, give me, uh, give me a second here. I'm just sure. uh, clicking on the description. Oops. All right. Yeah. So the guava syrup, uh, was amazing. Uh, they have star fruit. Um, mm -hmm. it actually provided a nice, uh, chewy textural contrast to the light and fluffy, uh, innards of the, the pancakes. Uh, the guava syrup was sweet, but not overly sweet. Definitely fruity. Uh, overall, amazing. And then, again, like, you know, <laughs> if you want to edit this out, but it was like, you know, the bacon was not that limp shit over it. Uh, <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> well, I'm not going to add that it just, out. <laughs> you know, just really, honestly, I mean, that, that bacon over at uh, uh, Pim's Kitchen was pathetic. And this is like the real deal. This one is like... When you bite into it, you're like, "Oh man, this is this is like bacon for real," you know? Mm, right. Yeah, definitely. So it was salty. Definitely a beautiful contrast to the um, the other elements in, in the dish. Yeah. This is like again one of the most perfect breakfasts you could have at Disneyland Resort, and I'm not even kidding. I mean, I've eaten <laughs> all over the place, and and uh, right. it's it's. Uh, it's a bit expensive, 14 bucks, but at the same time, and, and also just kind of a caveat, you can't order it online. You actually have to order it 
in person. Right. Uh, so just be aware. Okay. Um, so if you see, you don't see it on your app, then definitely go to the, the, the restaurant in person. Uh, I believe they open at, um, 7 a.m. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm an early riser, man. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wake up at, uh, you know, typically because of work and stuff, I work, uh, wake up around five, mm-hmm. between five, five thirty or whatever. Um, and so like, I, sometimes I just like to grab the, like the earliest breakfast you can have. And then, um, at this, uh, you know, for, for Tangaroa Terrace, uh, Tangaroa Terrace, uh, they open at 7am. And so I was just like right there, I was the first yeah. person in line and <laughs> ordering my breakfast, uh, breakfast at 7am. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so just... Yeah. So you say it's fourteen dollars. Is it? Is, and 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 I also know that I think you, you when you buy stuff, you typically share it with your wife, right? That that's how you correct. Do it. Is yes. it enough for one person at fourteen dollars? Or oh yeah, yeah, definitely okay. for sure. Yeah. No okay. Cool. So and then because the other thing that I ordered was that um, uh, uh, mocha loco burrito. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That when and, you brought that up before, I think Udi that piqued Udi's interest. Oh yeah, right? big time. Yeah. It was good. Um, it was filling. Uh, definitely dense. It's if you eat that burrito, um, you can probably skip lunch because it's <laughs> so heavy and uh, it fills you up. Yeah. Um, I, I only ate half of it mm-hmm. uh, because I wanted to try some of the the, the pancake. Um, so, but I saw a woman, uh, it was like a family of four, right? And this woman, she actually ate the whole thing. And I was like, wow, I mean, <laughs> I'm impressed with you. <laughs> and she wasn't even a big lady. I mean, yeah. she was just like, you know, average uh, weight or whatever. But I mean, she, she took it down and I was just like, hey, girl, you go. And, uh, uh, the only problem I have with that uh, burrito, again, is that I didn't realize that I needed to order the egg uh as over easy right. or, or sunny side up you know whatever i just the thing is is that because of you know like uh the the cooks being paranoid about health and stuff like that yeah. they don't want to serve a raw egg no. um unless you request it uh so in, in most instances um so they gave me a well done egg in the in the burrito and it was just like kind of it was all the other elements were good except for the yolk, which was like chalk, right? So yeah, that was a bit uh, problematic because you know you got that little grainy texture and just yeah. like you know yeah. didn't, didn't really work well with the rest of the ingredients. Uh, the other issue that I had with these uh, with the burrito is that the salsa that they serve with that burrito is a Mexican salsa, right? Yeah, no, that doesn't and, work. Oh, right. It, you're you're trying to serve Hawaiian food with Mexican. F- salsa no, <laughs> no. so it's just oh, not uh yeah. not really um the most um conducive pairing uh that you can yeah. have well what what would be like a um hawaiian salsa more then? gravy Add i'd say more gravy well yeah you could i, I would say either gravy uh, i think gravy would actually be a perfect pairing and and i think uri is uh, on point mm-hmm. but if you insist on serving salsa then do like a mango salsa yeah right yeah oh. instead of like a tomato salsa this one is like kind of like uh it's, it's like something that you'd eat at like Chipotle, right? It, okay, not, I got you. Yeah, yeah. It's not a salsa that you'd want with a Hawaiian style burrito. So that's yeah. the thing. Okay. Yeah, and then if you if you don't see the problem with the egg, if you don't have it runny, it it and you don't have enough gravy, 
then it kind of dries out. It's like it's weird. You really need that 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 moisture to kind of with the rice and everything. That's why a good right. loco moco. Like and that's the other part of it too. Is like if you overcook the patty too, which I've had it with an overcooked patty. And you're like, oh, it's not. It's just not the same thing. It's like everything's got to be cut. But have you had any burrito version of that? No, no, no. What I'm saying, just oh. a, a regular loco moco. It like it needs those things need to be done properly, mm. and mm. then then that way they all work together. Okay. It's like that's why when you like you cut into it, you go egg, meat, rice, gravy, all in one shot. Then it's like that's when you get like the full, the full thing going on. Until yeah, then, it's just right. kind of like a mix. And then I throw in a little bit of the, you know, the macaroni salad because if you do it right, you get a little macaroni salad on the side and you throw that in there. Oh, so good. Yeah, uh, well, mac salad wouldn't probably work inside the burrito. Not the burrito. <laughs> on the side, though. On the side, would it work? Well, would it work on um, the side? Is, mm, excuse me? Would it work on the side? Like if they oh, had yeah, that with for the side? Sure. Okay, 100%, okay. Yeah, for yeah, a breakfast definitely. burrito, macaroni salad? Like, yeah, dude. All right. See, Mark, okay. Yeah. Mark, because I don't, Mark well, has never had a Locomoco. Okay. So he needs to, and then he will understand. One day I will get him into. We can uh, get it at LNL, right? Yep. Okay. LNL. And the, the only problem with LNL is they, they overcooked their meat. So oh, that's okay. the only well, problem. I'm not, not going to know the difference. Yeah. Okay. So, Mark, uh, just kind of yeah. what um, me. Uh, what. Uh, I, 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 uh, so, I'm trying to articulate this in a way to sound uh, like non racist, but. <laughs> I would say that there's so many cultures in the world that don't eat the style of breakfast that we do. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And so oh, yeah. that's the thing is that we Americans have a particular uh, mindset about, like, how breakfast should be. Mm-hmm. But you go to under other countries, yeah. then you, you are like, why are you having this kind of dish, you know yeah, what I mean, no, for, no, very for true. breakfast? Well, that's their cultural norm, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's the thing that, um, you know, just we need to take into consideration that it's not, you know, eggs, toast, bacon, or cereal, or you know, you know, like oats or overnight oats or, you know, yeah, yeah. fruit and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I went to Korea and I spent five weeks there and I ate sashimi for breakfast. I ate wontons. Uh, well, it's, they call it mandu, which is basically like a, a wonton uh, Korean style for breakfast. Uh, I've eaten soup. I've, you know, it just, there's different uh, yeah. dishes in, in like the way that we perceive mm-hmm. uh, breakfast is different from mm-hmm. the rest of the world. And so we have to expand our minds. And the Locomoco burrito is, is definitely a, a, a great dish. And um, I hope that they maybe refine it uh, and, and keep it on the menu because I think it's a really good um, option for, for a lot of people. I can't yeah. wait to try it. I hope it sticks around because I want to try it. Sure. Yeah, and uh, maybe you can request the gravy or whatever, because yeah. I mean, I actually that's that's actually one a very brilliant suggestion. Thank you. I think adding more gravy, throwing a little bit in there, a little okay. dip. Oh, it'd be great. I would definitely. Now I got it in my head. Now, see, now I want to try it when I now I want to try it when I kind of want to make one now. My life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to give, give it a shot. Okay. All right. So the way we have this set up right now is we've got two iPads. I'm watching you on wine, and then Udi's got okay. your. Um, your notes from the Lunar New Year on his, so I'm kind of looking at his as well. Sure. All right, so let's let's uh, start um, about this Lunar New Year trip. Um, question, though, before we get into the park, um, I do have some downtown Disney questions for you. Um, sure. Because you went to Tortilla Joe's, and yes. um, love, I love, and my family loves Tortilla Joe's. Um, so I'm a bit heartbroken about the its demise at the end of March. 
but you did say something in there. I was reading your notes about something could be promising about that with with uh, Paseo. So when we went to Tortilla Joe's, uh, we spoke to the server. Um, and we had indicated to her, you know, we were going there and unfortunately, you know, we told her, uh, well, mm-hmm. not unfortunately, but I mean, we just explained to her, like, you know, we appreciated her service and we appreciated, you know, Tortilla Joe's. Um, I'll be honest, man, uh, when Tortilla Joe's first opened, I was like, what the hell, dude? I mean, this is like, you know, uh, Toritos, you know, it's yeah, yeah. El Toritos, which is yeah. like a chain restaurant. Sure. And, yep. I and then on. over time I became, uh, like more um, fascinated with their service and their offerings and the niche that they filled as far as like a mid-level priced restaurant and the the things that they served, right? Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, towards the end, I was just like, oh, kind of have like an affinity towards tortillas, right? And, oh, yeah. And same with my wife, especially the, the handmade guacamole. Um, and so, so when never, the server never came had... about and, and we were like, yeah, we're ordering this, you know, these various dishes or whatever, uh, we were like, oh, we're sad to see you go. And she's like, oh, no, we're not really going. And I was like, oh, what are you, what are no. you saying? I mean, they made the announcement and so forth. And she said, no, we're, we're coming back uh, as Paseo. And I was like, oh, okay. So, so basically the two new, um, I guess, Latin, Latin American themed restaurants are Paseo and Centrico and mm-hmm. Paseo is going to be the Tortilla Joe's and then Centrico is going to be like an elevated Latin American cuisine okay. restaurant. Okay. So the other place that they had there previously, uh, which um, i trying to think of the place. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm like totally brain farting. Catal? Uh, um, um, Catal. There you go. Yeah. Catal was like more Mediter- uh, Mediterranean cuisine. Yeah, and my wife and I really loved that place too. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't really develop a, a like a large following. Right. Um, so they said, well, you know, Latin American cuisine is, I guess, more popular or more accepting of the the general population, yeah. uh, or at least of the populace around uh, Anaheim, mm-hmm. or you know, the the popula- you know, the the people who attend Disneyland. And so they decided to kind of shift gears and, and make it uh, Latin American themed instead of uh, Mediterranean themed. Right. Yeah, that makes sense for where we are. I mean, sure. where 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 the uh, restaurant is and Disneyland is, yeah. Right. So is Paseo going to go in the same building as Tortilla Joe's, you think? or It's a rethink. You know what? That's the thing. I'm not sure. I mean, they, bro, it's like it's like playing checkers, man, and, and you're blindfolded. <laughs> it's like you don't know, you know which pieces are moving where because, right. they, you know, they're moving uh, 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 Earl of Sandwich, and I'm just like, why? I mean, you know, they seem to be doing well right there in the front. Yeah, right. And, you know, and then they're they're putting, you know, the, the Chinese place uh, – uh, um, Din uh, Taifung, Din Taifung, you know, went in one place, and then they're putting the 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 Cuban sandwich place in another place, and then they're you know moving Earl's sandwich, and then I don't know why they're not getting rid, rid of Bolero. Sorry, Bolero, I hate you. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyways, uh, just like, but no, I mean like. the rest of the you know the rest of the properties. It's like I don't know if they're moving or staying or whatever that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I just. I love that building, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's just you have the you go inside and you have like that nice upstairs level that you can go outside and, and, eat, and eat out there. There's a bar up there or a full restaurant up there as well. 
Right. It's just a fantastic location. And I, for me and like my family, that it, 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 it hit a very perfect like price point for us. Um, right. Because Catal, um, many times we've walked by there and looked at the menu and the girls are like, no, nah, there's nothing on here that we really want. Fine. Sure. We're not going here. I mean, maybe yeah. some other time, but not today. And Tortilla Joe's has always been a spot where it's a happy medium for everybody. You know, you can get, right. you can get nachos and you can get whatever. Um, and I've never had that table side guacamole, and that looks great, honestly. Well, I'm not sure if you're going to go before the, um, you know, close the restaurant. But if you do, then definitely get it. And if not, then uh, according to the server that uh, assisted us, uh, you know, the last time we were there, yeah. um, they're going to have a similar format. So they sh should have uh, table side guacamole. If you do, at least get it once, man. I mean, I it's expensive, 18 bucks for guacamole. Yeah, <laughs> it's expensive. But at the same time, it's dinner theater. <laughs> you know, okay. it's not you're you're not just paying for the food, you're paying for that person, you know, digging out the, the avocados and then they're chopping it the you know, putting in the diced onions, mixing it in with the cilantro, mm -hmm. and you get the jalapenos if you want. Yeah. Uh, you know, they put a little salt and you get to taste it and then you can adjust your salt level accordingly. So, you know, it's like very interactive, very uh like entertaining um the taste i mean when you get fresh made guacamole there's nothing better you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like it's a, you know the guacamole at chipotle man they make that stuff in large batches and yeah. keep it in the refrigerator and you know you yeah. get what maybe one two three hours later you don't know no, this is like right in your face you're eating it fresh fresh made and and it just you can't be beat it, oh it yeah, can't no. be beat, I should it, say. Yeah, I, I've I've had a couple. I mean, not there, but a couple of different restaurants where they have done that. It's always sure. good. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never had that. Yeah. So I mean, if you don't, if you don't have a local place that does something similar, then this is definitely worthwhile as far as uh, paying the extra money. Okay. Again, and then you got you get bottomless chips. So like you can hork down the chips, and <laughs> you know, and, and you can get more salsa too. You know, so you yeah, get endless salsa, uh, endless chips, and just you know, uh, be diligent about eating the guacamole. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, now, quickly, I don't mean to, like, derail us again, but we're let's stick with downtown Disney real quick. What are your sure. thoughts of this new um, uh, food hall coming into that new new expanded part of downtown Disney? Um, what's it called? It's called... Uh, we're talking about, we're going to talk about it in the in news, but it's it's where those four new restaurants are going to be next to the Dintai Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm I'm actually not on top of that news, uh, so I'm not sure what you're speaking about. But uh, I can definitely look into it. Uh, so it's a food hall at Dis uh, food hall Disneyland. Yeah. Down oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's on, it's got a name, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Something Mar oh, Parkside Market or something. I think something? it's Parkside Market. Yeah, Parkside Market. Uh, you guys are more uh, into the news than I am, so. I, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually uh, yeah, it's called Parkside wow. Market. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize I hadn't been uh, um, aware of this thing. So looks like Orange County registered showed uh, eight million dollar food house uh, yeah. food yeah. hall style concept. There it is. Yeah, Soul Sister, uh, Sip and Sonder, uh, Gigi's Chicken Shop, um, and I think another one, a second story bar offering. Those are the ones that's showing right now. Yeah. Yep. So Seoul being Seoul is in Korean, Korean food. 
Right. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I, my mother's Korean, so it's. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I mean, I, if you saw, I don't know if you had that up and you saw that. I was just, yeah. Uh, no, for, I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's why I'm like, this is actually all new. And oh, no, there we go. Me. So, because it's what's um, kind of sort of uh, interesting to me uh, also. It, I mean, sorry, I, say it, I repeated myself. Uh, what uh, have you guys ever been to the Anaheim Packing District? No, no, but no. okay. Oh wait, no, so no, no. I have, I have, but I didn't actually. I was around it. I didn't actually go all the way into it. I was around it. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't actually go. So in. basically, it's across the the five freeway. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still in Anaheim, not that far away from Disneyland, and they have all these food uh, places uh, establishments um, that uh, are similar to what uh, they're proposing here. I guess at this food hall. So. I, I'm not sure if like the the executives or the people at Disneyland uh, had saw, you know, went over there and said, "Hey, we could do this," and you know, uh, so maybe that's what they're trying to do is yeah. emulate or uh, replicate, you know, what they're doing at yeah. the Anna, Anaheim uh, Packing District. Um, Anaheim Packing Packing District, um, it's good. Uh, there are definitely some certain places that you should try. Uh, other places, not so much. Uh, so. <laughs> This, you know, that's the thing about these um, shops. Uh, what I guess I'm a little bit concerned about is that they're going to be like a lesser version of what they have at Anaheim Packing District or other food halls. Um, because if you go to one of the things I have uh, big issues with, and sorry to be controversial here, but oh, no uh, one of the things that uh, I have issues with with downtown Disney is that. Um, a lot of those little carts and stuff like that, they try to be um, like these places that are popular, like in real life, you know, like because they're, they're you know, like um, establishments that uh, are generating a lot of business. They have really good tasting foods mm -hmm. and the Disney creates a booth that emulates them, but is not as good because right. they don't care about the quality of the food. All they want is to pump out the product. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing that what I'm concerned about with this food hall is that, yeah, you know, you could say Soul Sister, but is it really Koreans that are making this? Or yeah, yeah. is it like, you know, <laughs> is it Korean style, you know, yeah. kind of uh, food? You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I'm very particular about my Korean food because I grew up when, you know, my yeah, mother, yeah. you know, yeah. fed me Korean food as a, as a child until to, until adulthood, you know, and so, like, I have a very um, a discerning palate when it comes to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, that's the other thing that uh, it's, I don't know, man. I mean, and the other thing that I, you know, and, and this is another thing that makes me a little kind of worried about this situation is that <laughs> they take these like smaller establishments and then they yep. because they're in downtown Disney yep. they get to see all their analytics right like yep. how many sandwiches of this type are you selling how many how many uh dishes of that are you selling uh, you know how, what is like your demographic you know they they're monitoring everything that you're selling and then what they will do is appropriate your business and then create the booth you know, yeah, again, yeah. The, the one of the biggest ones that was like just a, a major like uh, like uh, it still, you know, makes me upset today is that the, the, the popcorn that they have at downtown Disney. Oh, yeah. It's so garbage. You know, what I mean, Cause yeah. they used to have a, a booth called Popcorn Planet and their uh, mm. their um, popcorn, uh, the uh, 
what do you call the the one that um uh oh my gosh the kettle corn yeah right the kettle corn they had was amazing mm. like just like literally out of this world right my wife and i we would buy that uh like a big old bag before we went home uh every time we went to disneyland resort now you know they try to replicate that or emulate it and their popcorn is not good i mean yeah. it's just like you know you might as well go to you know your local local grocery store and buy like a some kind of like you know mass-produced popcorn because it's on on the same level right you know so that's the thing that i'm worried about with these um you know smaller businesses that they're yeah i mean sure they'll get some exposure and they'll they'll you know generate some business but if they're too successful then disney would be like you know what we're good we're gonna you know take over what you've done and and we're gonna make it our own and then it'll just be garbage again you know what i mean and just you know yep. same with the churros the corn dogs i mean all the all those little kind of mini booths that they have in downtown disney i mean there's a reason why people don't line up until like they're super drunk at night you know yeah <laughs> yeah well no and and that's one of the things that you always got to be concerned about especially when they're doing things like that like you're saying because one thing is the quality control you know, when, when you have a small business and you have ownership or, or people with skin in the game, it, it, it's on them to make sure that the quality stays up. So like Soul, uh, was it Soul Sisters, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Right. It's a small business. So these are all going to be small businesses that, that as they begin, they care about their, their product. So that's the other part that I always find interesting when you, when you hear about smaller, you know, eateries coming in and things like that where everything is in a probably in a very strict tight quality control that what's going to happen when they have like double double the the demand and what they're used to like where right. where where's that going to fall like and so and then the other part of it too you know honestly i hadn't even thought about about disney taking those analytics and going okay now we're going to do it and then disney's going to you know and they don't have that same skin in the game as they do so that's that's always interesting to me hmm. so hopefully well, what they're going to do is they're going to take uh a food uh manager or whatever uh, uh, like a uh, whatever a food booth manager who like oversees you know 10 different booths uh who uh manages personnel who are making minimum wage yep. who don't give really i mean besides you know trying to quote unquote represent disney in the disney way you know i mean they, they don't really care about the product that's being put out all yeah. they care about is like smiling and giving the person a nice you know warm package of food mm -hmm. however they don't really care like is it really good or is it not good you know it doesn't matter to them because they're going to get paid the same regardless yeah, yeah. whereas a business owner it's like if your qual the, the quality of your product is not good guess what you're going out of business. You're out of business. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Disney doesn't have to care about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they can take a tray of 48 chicken sandwiches, go to that booth, leave it in a warming tray, and then as people come up to to get their sandwich or whatever, here, boom, here's your your sandwich. And guess what? The the product, their product cost is like whatever two bucks, and then they're selling for ten bucks. You know, whatever, etc. I mean, you yeah. know, I don't know the exact food cost, but regardless. You, you know that they're making a, a, a major profit on on each of those sandwiches. Yeah. That's why a long time ago, I remember I, uh, um, Mark and I had a discussion about Mauritius treats, and we discussed about their twists, 
that they had at one at one point. Mm. They don't have those anymore. The reason why? Because they were garbage. You know what <laughs> I mean? And the thing is that now they have other uh, pastry products. Guess what? They're garbage. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? And the thing is that it they don't care. All they're trying to do is pump out product. Yeah. Keep it, you know, relatively, uh, you know, edible. And then after that, you know, it's like people, they're not going to go back and say, oh, I demand my money back. Or like, guess what? I hate you. Uh, you know, I'm going to leave you a bad <laughs> yelp yeah. you. Yeah. So what? Who cares? We took your money. You know, move on. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So that's yeah. the thing. And so that's why I'm a little bit concerned about this whole situation regarding this uh, food hall or whatever. Is it really going to be like something that's going to be sustainable long term? Probably mm -hmm. not. You know, what I mean, it's just a, a you know, and I don't mean to be skeptical or, you know, cynical, but, right. <laughs> you know, I'm being real, man. You yeah. know what I mean, like I, I just I have my reservations about this whole thing. And uh, this is actually new to me. And, and so I don't have, a, you know, an, an in-depth knowledge uh, to, to analyze it, but I'm just giving my you know my my first hand thoughts regarding it yeah awesome yeah no and, and that so the same thing that's going to happen like it well hopefully the anaheim food hall i've been to the one in napa now i can't think of what it's called that's oxbow market oxbow market yeah. um and that place is amazing that, sure. and 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 that and you can tell that so i'm hoping that they actually do a good job and they maintain that because that kind of uh vibe for that kind mm -hmm. of uh food hall like that is great if it's done properly so hopefully they do maintain it but I, I share your skeptic, skepticism on that, for sure. Well, I was looking forward to it, but now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, didn't, I, I didn't no. mean to kill the, the no. vibe, man. But no, I, no, I don't mean, worry. You know, just, I got to be real here. You're just, you're just, you're just spitting facts, and yeah. it's, it's fine. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yep. All right. So we're looking at, so let's move on, I guess, from uh, Tortilla Joe's in downtown Disney. Look at the heat is well, Udi's looking at the fajitas. I'm looking at fajitas right now. And, and the quesadilla. So, wait. Okay, so I have a question about it. So, carnitas, quesadilla, it's off-menu. Oh, that looks so good. It does look good. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird because they used to have the quesadillas on menu, and then they been changing their menu, and it kind of like the current iteration doesn't have that on there. But you definitely can order that off-menu. And there's something else, you know, like if you have like a particular dish that you uh, – like have had at other Mexican uh, restaurants that are similar style uh, and you're like, Oh, you know, you don't have this or what are flautas or, you know, that kind of thing uh, or potato tacos. I'm sure that if you request it, I mean, they would, you know, be accommodating. Arroz con pollo, man. I need a good, a good arroz con pollo. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, 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 I'm sure the the chefs are uh, skilled uh, to, to recreate that dish. Yeah. And, not you know, not to typifying here, but I'm I'm assuming that the majority of the chefs in, in the kitchen there are uh, Mexican descent. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm so, going to agree with that. Yep, and uh, hopefully they can. If I can do it, I'm sure they can do it. Yeah, the other thing I hope that they keep uh, when they open up Paseo is uh, the handmade tortillas because they're those are those are money. Always need to have them. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> the store bought tortillas, man. I mean, just when you taste the the handmade versus the the store bought it's just like you understand oh night that. and day oh yeah for sure yeah mm -hmm. okay well i guess we're going to go into the lunar new year now that's yeah. what that's what's next on the uh yeah let's the, go. the photo album so when you um it looks like you bought the sip and saver pass right this year yes and how much so, is that again uh, that was um 
Oh my gosh, my wife and I just discussed it. Is uh, <laughs> believe uh, so? It's six, uh, six dish. Uh, excuse me, six, um, six tabs. It's virtual tabs now. They used to have like the the ones that you had the plastic tab that mm -hmm. you took off, but uh, now they have it as like a like a QR code, and then you have a like a scratch off so when you go to the restaurant you um scan that uh that qr code or whatever and then you have to input like a like a four digit code like atm uh -huh. uh, with a debit card uh and then they they debit your account so to speak sure. um and i believe the um cost was 43 dollars for six dishes which equates to about seven dollars and 25 cents mm. And then if you don't have a, 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 a that's with a magic key. Uh, if you don't have a magic key, then it's forty six dollars, which is um, what's it uh, six seventy five, something along those lines. Uh, I'm just doing math off the top of my head. Yeah, I sure. wasn't a math major, um, but uh, <laughs> anyways, regardless, um, uh, excuse me, seven seventy five. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, basically anything like seven twenty-five or thereabouts and above, um, then it'd be worth to get the, that sip and saver pass. If not, then you know just go ahead and buy it uh, individually. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know me, I'm a foodie man. I, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna be trying a lot of different things, and it's <laughs> gonna be expensive. So I just, you know, we got that sip and saver pass. Uh, and um, yeah, it was worthwhile. Yeah. Um, I think that it was would be a little bit uh, awkward, you know, in the beginning when we did the, the, the pass because, again, I wasn't used to the, you know, the ATM code or whatever, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, eventually we got used to it. And the other thing that's uh, great about uh, the Sip and Saver Pass is that uh, you can order everything at once uh, at uh, one individual booth. So, like, let's say... Um, you know exactly you like pre-plan you know what you're going to have then you can just go to one booth uh let's say lucky ta uh lantern uh and then you say i want this 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 and this and then they said okay here's your receipt uh they print it out you go to the other booths uh and then they just mark it off individually as you pick up your food nice. oh that yeah that saves a lot of time Oh yeah, for sure. Because, man, especially in the, the afternoon, like uh, like peak lunchtime or um, you know dinner time, that type of thing. There's so many people that line up, uh, and it just you want to make sure that uh, you know you're prepared because otherwise you're just going to be waiting around, and by the time you get your food, it's just like, oh my god, I don't want to go to another place. I <laughs> yeah. just gotta, I just want to go eat, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, here you can just go one booth to another booth to the another booth, and then you go sit down and eat everything at once. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. All right, so let's see what you – it looks like you started off with the Char Slew style ribs. Is that is, Am I reading it right? Uh, oh, Sue. Yeah, Sue. Char Sue. Sue. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. That's so, like yeah, it's like uh, S-I-U is like shoe, but it's, um, it's uh, you know, uh, the pronunciation is um, – it's it's Chinese. So, oh. like, uh, if you ever have um, a Chinese beer called Qingdao, it's a X I N T A O. It's mm -hmm. a, it's actually instead of Zing Tao, it's Qingdao. You know, so it's okay. uh, yeah, okay. different uh, pronunciation. But regardless, I mean, it's you know, you're close enough. Um, the Chashu style ribs, um, they were good. They're um, a standard. So. If you go to a, a Chinese restaurant, the ribs are going to be a little bit different. Um, 
but this one is sort of like an American uh, Americanized style. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so so they're meatier than the, the Chinese uh, char siu ribs that I, my wife and I normally have. Um, but uh, um, and, and the sauce is a little bit sweeter and darker than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, normally doesn't come with the with the roasted peanuts or the yeah. scallions, but you know it yeah. makes it look pretty, right? I was going to ask um, you about that. I was too. Yeah. How how did the peanuts add or subtract to the taste for you? Uh, it, it cut down on the sweetness. Mm. Um, the the barbecue sauce, uh, you know, the the braised uh, sauce that they uh, that comes with it, the glaze, um, is a bit on the sweeter side from the standard tertiary, but uh, um, it, it's almost like um, like the Chinese style, but with uh, a little bit of American barbecue, like a like a like a Texas style barbecue sauce. Okay. You know what I mean? It just with a hint of that. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So the peanuts definitely cut down on the sweetness. Um, adds a little bit of textural contrast, uh, but they're not like roasted peanuts, so it's not super. It's not yeah, super that's what country. I'm, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it, it, they say it's roasted peanuts, but I mean, it's like it doesn't taste like roasted peanuts. I don't know, man. I mean, it's like maybe they're semi-roasted or something, or maybe they're right. like planters peanuts, and planters peanuts are. <laughs> like like super roasted yep, unless yeah. you get the dry roasted style yep. so anyways um yeah i mean they're good but i mean you know they uh and i understand 849 is a bit expensive if you were to get it individually but for the sip and saver pass because of the you know the the price point i'd say that these are worth the price right. um and you have to take in consideration that this is a theme park right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah always yeah. i know i'm looking at the picture while they look at it and i I felt like the scallions and the peanuts are like they they overdid it. Like why why so much? Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't detract from the flavor. Okay, so okay. it's 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 not it's not uh, horrible. Um, you know the scallions. Honestly, I didn't even notice them at all. Okay. Uh, the roasted peanuts, like I said, I the only thing that I noticed about them was the the textural contrast. But it wasn't really like a uh, it, it like swayed the flavor one way or another gotcha, you know what i mean i mean gotcha. there's like i guess you could uh, like if you really thought about it um you could say that there was a nutty element that was uh involved but it wasn't uh overpowering it wasn't like uh you know eating like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich it was just right. kind of like yeah it was it was a nice kind of like supplement but it wasn't i mean you could have done something else and it would have been fine too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. almond sliver, almond slivers or stuff like that, right, you know? Right. So. Okay. Okay. So next news item we got, not, not, not news item, next food. Oh, sugar arts, handmade sugar shaped in the form of uh, lunar new year symbols. Yeah, so this was interesting. Um, it was actually a booth. This wasn't a food item per se. I mean, it is, but it isn't. So yeah. it's more art than it is like uh, something that you just like, you know, eat right away. Uh, this is something that you want to take home and maybe, you know, display for a while. Um, <laughs> right. And um, the thing is that this woman, um, she is able to take uh, melted sugar and then shape it in the form of the different uh, signs of the Chinese Lunar New Year. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
so she is able to um, like do that right in front of you. I mean, like I I thought I took a video of it, but something happened. I don't know what my my phone like just I don't know conked out or something, and and um, so unfortunately the video didn't come through. Uh, but you can see, you know, she's behind uh, that little thing. And if you don't know your Chinese, uh, you know, your Lunar New Year uh, zodiac sign, then um, you can spin the wheel and you can create anything you want. Or you, honestly, you just tell them, like, you know, I like the dog, right? So just yeah. make me a dog. Or, you know, I like a, a rabbit, so make me a rabbit, or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so um, if you're not, uh, you know, particular, then, you know, they'll shape whatever you want. Um, I forgot the exact amount. I think it was, oh my gosh, um, I want to say $12. So it wasn't like overly expensive. Wow. Um, and it's something that you can, you know, take home as a souvenir, right? Yeah. And um, so anyways, uh, as you can see, I, my wife, uh, she's your the pig. So uh, she got mm -hmm. that little, uh, the pig symbol or whatever. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of people got the dragon because it is the year of the dragon. Oh yeah, and yeah. that one, man, that, that was pretty amazing. I I tried to get a picture of it, but uh, unfortunately, just you know, the crowds were pretty, you know, packed, uh, and so it was hard to, to get in close to you know take a photo of it. But uh, regardless, um, she does amazing work, and I'm just like, if if anybody goes there, it's a you know, to me, it's like totally worth the the amount of money that you spend there. Yeah. Um, just even as a souvenir. Okay. So, I mean, this is a stupid question. You're not meant to eat it? You're meant, you're meant to display it? Oh, no, you can eat it. Oh. But I'm just saying that if you want to eat it, cool. If you don't, then <laughs> cool, you know, keep yeah. it. You know, it, gotcha, it's up gotcha. to you. It just, some people like to, you know, keep stuff as a yeah, souvenir. for right? sure. And yeah. I think this is, uh, you know, like a, you know, a, a worthwhile souvenir to keep, at least for a while. I mean, you know, you can't keep it forever. It's sugar, so you've sure. got to eat it eventually. But, you know, you can keep it for a few months or whatever and, can eat it up and it'll be like candy and it's nothing special it's not like a flavored sugar or anything it's just right. like, you know melted sugar and stuff so that's still very cool though it is yeah it's just it's the whole thing about the the theater of it you know just mm -hmm. watching this woman hand create these things that uh over at uh disney world uh they used to have a woman uh who's from japan and she had created uh these uh works of art out of sugar as well but it was a uh, it was oh my gosh my wife is gonna like tell me oh you don't remember and i was like <laughs> yeah i do but um but she created something similar in vain but hers was more three-dimensional shape this is more 2d because it's right. like kind of like you know sugar that's been shaped around uh you know a, a, a flat 2d surface yeah yeah nice I see someone rocking that uh, Lunar New Year Spirit jersey. Did you happen to buy one of those, Jay? I don't buy any of that stuff, man. I mean... The Year of the Dragon. Yeah, well, yeah. So I... <laughs> I wouldn't uh, wear that uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, Mark, are you... Uh, I, I was actually going to ask you, are you uh, a, a Year of the Dragon? Um, what are the because years... Because I got you that... Uh, yeah, that uh, tumbler. So I was just wondering if that's what your symbol was and the reason why you wanted it. No, I am oh, not okay. the year of the dragon. I don't think so. I think I'm year. I think I'm year the rat. No wait, year of the year? dragon is what twenty? The twenty three? What is year of the dragon? Twenty four. Uh, right now, twenty four. because right yeah. Oh yeah. So, so twenty three. So it goes in a twelve year cycle. So essentially, um, there's twelve different symbols, and then 
depending on the year that you're born, then it did, you know determines your your sign. So I mean, if you guys don't want to give away your age, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but know. I'm just saying that you know I'll just say I'm year of the dog, and then um, you know. Uh, uh, my wife is, you know, the year of the pig. And so if you tell me the year, I can pretty much, I, I actually am pretty, I, I actually love uh, the Lunar New Year uh, astrology because it's so much more accurate than the, uh, you know, the sun calendar or whatever that they, you know, Leo or Libra or right, Virgo right. or whatever, that kind of thing. And I mean, the, the Lunar New Year uh, zodiac signs are like, the descriptions are like so on point with me. Um, and so that's why I was just curious, you know, if you guys knew what yours was. Mine, I'm looking it up. Mine is the water ox. Okay. Okay. I won't give away your ear. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I am the rat. I, I knew it was the rat. Oh, were you the okay. rat? Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. actually, you're, you're exactly, my sister is, you're the rat as well. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. cool. Right on. That's funny. Yeah, I've never looked at it. Yeah, I just, I'm looking at... See, my daughter is like getting the spirit jewels. She used to have a couple each, but that the one I'm looking at right now, that Year of the Dragon, it, it's just too much, man. I'd, rock, I'd rock that. No, I'm, I'm you would not. I would not. There's would not. no way on any day I would ever bet. The red and gold? No, it's just too much. Yeah, I'm not a Niners fan. It, anyway. yeah, yeah, it is a, is a bit loud for me, you know? Like, yeah. You know, I um, mean, honestly, even if it was Year of the Dog, I probably wouldn't get it because I just don't, um, I, you know, so just a little bit of background. I'm I'm a uh, Dallas Cowboys fan, and so I'm, uh, I'm an anti-49ers person. Uh -oh. So anything red and gold is just uh -oh. not nothing. So gotcha. I gotta find this yeah. me. I gotta find this uh, meme. I'll send it to you when I find it, and you'll see. Okay. It, 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 oh, I'm sure there's lots of jokes. Uh, uh, the Cowboys. It, it's a cow, it's Cowboys and, and Eagles meme, you, you, and and it's oh, a Disney okay. one. It, it's a good one. I I laughed I laughed quite heavily. When I yeah. saw it, I'll have to find it. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to look for it right now. Well, let's, right uh, now let's okay, move moving on. on. <laughs> Jay's got limited yeah, time. Getting back to topic here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the Lucky Lucky Lantern. Is that lucky what Lantern. And what, what, but yes. lucky, okay, so Lucky Lantern. Then let's see what he get. What he got. So um, this is the uh, place where they had the most interesting dishes. Um, the queso barrio egg roll uh, with the guajillo uh, pepper consomme. And oh. uh, then they had the mandarin orange mousse cake. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. I know, Mark, you kind of, like, I was listening to the last podcast, and you kind of dismissed the mandarin orange mousse cake. <laughs> it's, man, you, you're sleeping, bro. You know what I mean? This, this, <laughs> is like, this one is on point, because oh. if you look at the picture that I sent to you. I love it. They put a lot of detail into this, not only, like, from a... Um, like a like a visual standpoint, mm -hmm. but also from a sta uh, taste standpoint, this is one of the more perfect uh, desserts that they have there at uh, the, the Disney California Adventure, um, and for Lunar New Year or any of the festivals. To be honest, I mean, um, it 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 looks wonderful. I, I'm very curious, and and I would and, and you and you're right. I did dismiss it, and because I, I just say things like that just to for entertainment mm -hmm. value. But I would I would. What is inside that? I mean, I'm curious to see what, what's inside that thing. Um, so inside of it is, uh, uh, let me get the description here. Give me one second. You know what? I should have opened it up and it, I, yes. And when we opened it up and we started kissing, <laughs> it was like, we didn't want to let it go. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, layers of the mandarin mousse with a vanilla cake and clementine compote. Uh, and oh. then it's uh, with the white chocolate crunch balls and uh, tangerine glaze. 
So essentially what you're doing is that you have a filling uh, with the uh, mandarin mousse, uh, but on the outside of it is vanilla cake, uh, and then the clementine compote um, on the outside, and then uh, like mixed within the whole uh, dish is the white chocolate crunch balls, which mm. is almost like a, you know like um, a textural contrast, but it also adds another layer of sweetness. Um, and then you got the tangerines on the outside. So you got citrusy, you got sweet, you got chocolatey, you got the lightness of the vanilla, you got the uh, mandarin mousse. You know what I mean? It's like mm. uh, so it's it, it's airy also. I mean, it's just like it, it's 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 quite amazing. And then the the little uh, chocolate topper or whatever. It's uh, dark chocolate, so if you want to kind of, you know, mix it up in the to the whole dish, then you know you got another level of chocolate to include um, as part of the whole tasting experience. Yeah, it, wow! It almost looks too perfect to want to mess up, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, it's quite amazing. Uh, this is uh, again. Six seventy-five. So mm -hmm. you're kind of taking a little bit of a hit with a sip and saver pass. Yeah. But you know what, man it's worth the extra 50 cents uh, price cost. So Okay, for sure, for sure. It does look good. It does look good. And what's the next item he has there? Hold on. That's the, the egg roll. Oh, the egg yes. roll. Okay. So this is, um, I would say, the second best quesadilla style um, dish that they have. The, the first would be the one over there at the Jolly Holiday the, the sandwich yeah um because you got oh. the bread and the dipping sauce so that bread really soaks in the the consomme this one is good uh definitely very cheesy uh the beef is good i mean it's tender juicy uh the definitely super cheesy um the egg roll wrapper is light and crunchy but it doesn't really soak in the the consomme as much as the bread. Yeah, you would there think. Yeah. The Jolly Holiday. Yeah. What what is the sauce that comes with it? Uh, it's a guajillo pepper consomme. Okay. So instead of like a straight beef consomme, um, it I mean, true kiss you know quesadilla is is goat. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Is it? Know, so yes. basically, this oh. is their beef. You know, the the Americanized version or cheaper version of you know the true quesadilla. Yeah, but um, See, I was yeah, gonna ask. Well, he were pepper. Hmm? I was gonna ask what that was because I'm. You know, I know Udi. I'm very white. I get I, it. I know. I know. But okay. I just don't know <laughs> what that is. Yeah. The, no. The media will be will be the the recipe. It's the seasoning. It's the style. It's how it's cooked. So, so he says queso. So is that no, queso? Queso. It's ke cheese. She, uh, yeah, I was gonna say so. Yeah, like, queso. But yeah, queso is uh, yeah. Queso media. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But burilla is you know the the true definition. Burilla is goat. Yes. So this yes. is like a cheesy goat meat? Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be. A lot of them, it's difficult. Okay. <laughs> I have yet to run across anyone locally here. And even even up where I work, Yeah. Uh, you know, when I'm traveling around, yeah. I haven't found anybody making authentic with goat media. It's always been meat. It's always been beef. It's always been beef. Oh, and even when, when my family, when we make media, we make it with beef anyway. Okay. So it is. It, I mean, so you're right. Jay's right. It's like the classic recipe, the classic meat is goat meat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a, a good uh, um, thing to consider when we're going to get to a, a, another dish later on um, because you guys had discussed it in your previous episode as far as like the menu 
uh, for for the Lunar New Year. Um, but uh, anyway, so take that into consideration when I uh, expound on on uh, another dish that we're getting to okay. uh, touch okay. on later. Let's move along. Um, so anyways, the guajillo pepper, um, it was good. Uh, it, it adds a like a, an element of spice, uh, but not overpowering. Uh, my wife can handle it, and you know she's yeah. not like the the spice head that I am. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know most people, I think the majority of the population can handle that uh, spice level. In fact, I think they would enjoy it because it will enhance the um, enhance the dish itself. Because you know that meat and cheese gets gets a bit, you know, like heavy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So you need that like spice spice element to kind of offset. Um, that flavor profile. Awesome. All right. Next is, okay, some cool pictures. It looks great. So what's the next? Yeah, I mean, there's Goofy. Oh, goofy I just yeah. wanted to kind of show, like, the different characters that are around. Um, I, I posted some of these on uh, Instagram, so if anybody's interested, it's SB Hoppa Boy. Um, but, uh, SB Hoppa Boy, yeah. Yeah, we got Goofy. We got Mulan. The next dish uh, is the okay. This is the one where we're gonna go ahead and um, like go in uh, to the definition of chicharron. So uh, traditionally, chicharron uh, for Mexican cuisine is fried pork skin. Correct. However, chicharron can also be utilized for other uh, dishes as well. Um, it, uh, can be used, uh, in other Latin American cuisines, uh, uh, with chicken skin. Um, it can also be used with, uh, let's see what else. Um, the, I think there was mutton or something like that. <laughs> uh, so it was like, basically, it just basically fried, uh, skin of a yes. particular animal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, for the Lunar New Year celebration, uh, chicharron, um, there's no Mexican food there. So chicharron could be defined by other cultures. And in the Philippines, um, they use chicken skin. And so uh, when they say it's a, you know, the red spice uh, fried chicken bites, um, they actually mean the fried chicken skin that's part of the chicken, uh, I guess, chicken nugget i mean i don't know chicken pieces yeah yeah and um it's kind of similar to like uh japanese karage which um you know is like the the fried uh chicken dish um but this one uh doesn't have the same element uh you know same amount of breading mm -hmm. as a chicken karage so it's kind of like a mashup of japanese karage with uh southeast asian spice and the filipino uh recipe uh in terms of like the uh fried chicken skin right so you have a um uh like dish that is really uh, like for me this was like an amazing um flavor uh it was spicy uh, super spicy, in fact. Uh, in, in fact, uh, you know, normally I like to add spice to, to you know, some of these dishes that mm -hmm. they call themselves spicy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this right. one, it really doesn't need extra spice. So that tells you the, the level that we're speaking of nice. here. Um, and then um, as far as, like, um, the uh, flavor profile, um, the chicken is a bit on the chewy side, but the skin is crunchy. So I appreciate that. Um, 
it's a bit controversial. I've read other people who reviewed this uh, dish, um, and they uh, indicate that, you know, they didn't... It, it's either like a love-hate relationship, right? So gotcha. so some people love it, and they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Other people are like, oh, my God, it's, it's disgusting. It's too hot, too spicy, whatever. Right. So it just depends on your spice tolerance. So if you can tolerate spice, I think this is, like, one of the more daring dishes that they have had uh, at these booths uh, for the festivals. Um but if you don't like spice, then definitely avoid it. Okay. I will avoid it. I'll, I'll eat it. I like spice. I, mean, I might try one piece of that. <laughs> As it goes running, running with his head on fire. Uh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. You're not that uh, Yeah, I mean, if, uh, if, you're not, um, if, if you're not a person who's used to spice, I'm then, not. yeah, try a piece. But, you know, have, like, something to drink nearby. Have some milk. <laughs> have some milk. <laughs> it does look good, though. It does. All right. Is that who's that? Milan or something? I, I'm thinking. Yeah, that's Milan. Uh, oh, that is yeah, Milan. sorry. Yeah, we're moving. I, we're, I, yeah, we're moving forward. Um, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I was like, so the, yeah. The next picture that uh, I had was Milan. Like um, I did uh, just want to show that you know she was there doing yeah. like a character meet greet that type of thing. Nice. Um, the next yeah. thing it was like, uh, I actually was thinking that Jess could maybe, you know, maybe she would know what this was, but it's something called slime. <laughs> Um, what is that? It's kind of weird. It's like, so it's like, I almost want to say it's almost like Play-Doh, but like a gelatin form. Um, and like, but it's kind of weird because the way that they like have this, uh, station set up, it's like you have dessert sounding flavors or dessert sounding like supplements to add yeah. to the slime. And so, but I was like, wait, is this like a dessert place or what? So I looked more carefully and uh, I read out the description and it says it wasn't edible. Oh. So I was just like, well, okay, this is kind of weird. Then why would you call it, you know, such and such? I, I, I should have taken a closer uh, picture, but it was just like, you know, sprinkles or, you know. Yeah, it like, looks like um, sprinkles. Right, and, mm -hmm. and uh, other things that look like the, the candy that you get. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the... the Whatever. The, like if I went to a froyo place, that's what exactly I get. That, right. I get that like feeling. Frozen exactly, yogurt. Yeah, perfect, yeah. yeah, exactly. Perfect description. Um, and so that's the things that confusing. It's like, so what's the point then? I mean, if it's not edible, and you're having all these sprinkles into a slime that you can't eat, then why? Yeah. You know I mean, I guess either for the visual element or maybe it's relaxing where you just like kind of yeah. like the, the put the slime in your hand and you kind of you know yeah. squish it around or whatever that kind of thing like a stress reliever. But I don't know. It's very strange. Um, it's interesting that's from Kauai, uh, you know, yeah, but it's that. not Kauai, like Hawaii, Kauai. It's like Kauai, like a Japanese, uh, way of spelling Kauai. It's K-A-W-A-I-I -I yep. instead of K-A-U-I, you know? Yeah. So it's very kind of interesting. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess, that, you know, I feel like I'm a little bit too old to kind of be understanding <laughs> like the, the fascination with it. I yeah. mean, you could see the 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 person in or the you know, like it's more for women, uh, like on the younger side, uh, the, the little girl that's uh, front and center there in my picture. You know, it's like, uh, you know, she's what eight years old, nine yeah, years old, yeah. something like that. So maybe that's what it uh you know the the demographic that they're going for. Now for I'm, gonna, sure. I'm gonna go talk to my nephews if they know about this. They're right in that age range, mm. exactly oh, in that okay. age range. Yeah. 
And then the last two things, the uh, last two dishes, or I guess food items, I should say, or drinks, um, are the um, oh. Lunar New Year Punch, which I know you guys kind of discussed that briefly. And the last one is uh, the, the Yuja uh, Pineapple Cooler. Um, and so we'll go ahead and uh, kind of uh, expand on the the um, uh, Lunar New Year Punch. I know you guys said that you found it interesting uh, in the last podcast. Yes. So I will say that is definitely worthwhile getting. Uh, it's... I'm again. I'm not a, a person who likes these mocktails um, <laughs> because it's just like, dude. If I'm going to put that kind of uh, uh, you know amount of calories in my in my body through yep. a drink, then I want it to you know have deleterious effects. Right? <laughs> agreed. So agreed. I want it to have alcohol. You know, <laughs> I want it to be worthwhile. Um, so this was a uh, bamboo blessings. Uh, the the punch contains the mango nectar, tangerine, and grapefruit juices banana and coconut syrups uh, with the mango jellies. And uh, my wife enjoyed this very much. Um, unfortunately, you can't order it without ice. Um, I think the ice is actually a detractor. If uh, anything, all it does is just kind of like... Uh, Water it down? You know, yeah, it, it, it uh, you know, dilutes the, the product itself. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, it keeps it cold for, for a little bit, but then as you're drinking down, it's just like all of a sudden it doesn't taste very good at, towards the end. Um, but Disney won't sell it without the ice. So if anything, I would suggest uh, just, you know, if you have a, another container or whatever, like, you know, skim off the ice and then yeah. uh, just, you know, drink it without it. Yeah. Um, because you want that concentrated flavor. That's the whole point of this uh, this concoction. It does look good, though. It does look refreshing. Yeah, yeah. It, does it, sure. it was good. I mean... Again, if you threw in some rum and maybe vodka or whatever, you know, yeah. thing, I would have been like, yeah, let's go. I'm on yeah. board. Yeah, but, late, um, lately I've been in that mode. Like, I grab some drink. I'm like, you know what would be really good in this? Rum or <laughs> bourbon or vodka even. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the last thing, uh, uh, the last drink is the uh, Yuja Pineapple Cooler, uh, which is the pineapple juice uh, Yuja Puree. Uh, rice and condensed milk, uh, and then with a uh, cherry coconut foam. That looks good. It yeah, looks, it, lo it looks interesting. In, in, it, a, in it, a good, it is. Good way. It's um, it's interesting because the um, you can try it both ways, either unmixed or mixed. Um, I think that probably mixed tastes better. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I, you know. I, like I was looking up because uh, honestly I'm not very uh, um, familiar with uh, Yuja, and uh, so I'm just kind of like, I guess what the flavor profile is. Um, it looks kind of citrusy, almost like um, like a hybrid between like a a, a lemon and a and an orange. Um, but yeah, I just. Yeah, basically it kind of adds a citrus notes, um, adds citrus notes, I should say. But um, I've never had it like in its purest form. Okay. So I, I can't tell you the exact um, flavor profile. Um, I And I even did like Google search on it and everything. Right. So anyways, regardless, it's a very nice concoction. Uh, the pineapple, I love pineapple. So, you know, that's one of my favorite uh, sweet fruits. Um 
the condensed milk with the rice milk, um, the cherry cooking foam. I mean, it just, it all works, you know? So I think that, uh, um, definitely it's something to, uh, get if you, uh, enjoy mocktails and, uh, you know, you, uh, want that to supplement your, your Asian culinary right. experience. Yeah. I, I get I get orchata vibes. I don't know why. Maybe it's the, the the milkiness of it. Yeah. It 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 um like texture wise like or, or yeah or, uh, yeah it, it it has that kind of creamy uh, texture yeah. uh, as far as like a horchata, but it's not quite um as hmm. sweet. Is it? It, is it, it, it has sweet? like citrusy notes. So that's the thing that, that kind of like sets it apart from like right. a pure horchata. Right. And, um, and, and like, there's, uh, also like sort of like that tropical element as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'd say that I guess from like a, you know, from, it, it probably has the same viscosity as, as, a, okay. um, horchata, but doesn't have the same flavor profile. Right. So, yeah. It looks good though. I would try that. I would try it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you guys want to go and, and you're into mocktails and you know, that's, uh, for sure worth, uh, worth the price. I can take and a, again, I'll, I would skim the ice, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I can take a bottle a bottle of water in with me. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah. I didn't air quote the water part, but uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. So overall, I think this. I mean, it, it looks like you had some really good food experiences there. You know what? It. What's sad to me is that the festival holidays was so much better uh in the past mm-hmm. but now this is better than uh festival holidays hmm. because festival holidays i told you guys in the in my last written report that's becoming like the festival booze right yeah it's, yeah it's yeah. like bro i mean you know like i wanted to enjoy you know cuisine around the world not drinks around the world yeah for sure yeah. don't don't charge me 17 bucks for like one shot of Jaeger with, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to have, you know, the, like, German food. I want to have food from Italy. I want to have food from, you know, like, all these different uh, locations around the world that celebrate Christmas. And, you know, all they're trying to do is, you know, sell me on liquor. And I'm just like, you know, man, I mean, you know, I bought one drink and I told you about it. It was it was pretty awesome. It was it was it was great. Mm-hmm. This time at the festival, uh, this uh, Lunar New Year festival, I did some research before I even tried any of the drinks, and people were like, "Wow, it's like, wah, wah, wah. you know, <laughs> like they're like they promise all these flavors, but all it is is just the fruit juice with like a shot of." vodka or a shot of mm-hmm. uh soju which is like sake you know or, or a shot of whatever you know that kind of thing it's just like they're taking you know like mocktails just adding it just a little bit of liquor and then trying to upsell it 10 more dollars than what yeah. they charge for a mocktail so that's just kind of sad you yeah. know just unimaginative and just really kind of like lazy you know yeah. yes yeah and so that's i'm hoping that because they've kind of made an improvement, I think that they probably heard feedback about the festival of holidays and the reason why that they introduced some some more tantalizing cuisine at uh, the Lunar New Year Festival, mm-hmm. that they'll take that into consideration for, you know, the Food and Wine Festival, which is upcoming. Yeah. yeah. And are you going to be going to that as well? <laughs> I like that he's like, what kind of a question is that? What? Is that a question? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I, guess I, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that you're headed over to the East Coast for a little bit, for like a week or so, right? 
Right. Uh, that will be in April. April. Okay. And food and wine is uh, when, when? When is that? When are the dates for that? Doesn't matter. I'm going to be there. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I will look it up right now, just uh, just to kind of talk about. Oh, for our discussion, but um, that could yeah. be at Disneyland, I think. Is what he's talking the about. The one, um, oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I was looking up. Uh, my wife and I, uh, in the second week of, week of uh, April, we're going to Epcot, and I know that they have the Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm looking at DCA. So it looks like uh, March 1st through April 22nd. Okay. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not even a question. Um, as far as the uh, Flower and Garden Festival, I will be there because that's what's going to be taking place at that time. Yep. Um, but regardless, uh, you know, I'll give you guys a, a trip report on that too. Awesome. Yeah, and I think maybe if you come on to the LTP Lounge, we can talk about that for a while because I was there in September with my daughters at Disney World and just we absolutely loved it. Minus the weather. The weather sucked. But um, everything else was super fantastic. Um, ev- everything from Disney Springs to Epcot, we just loved. So, yeah. Yeah. So we would, good. Oh, so two more things, though. Udi wants to talk to you about this cookie. And I'm yeah, not sure what that, this is. It says Harbor Galley. And I'm like, is like a dozen of cookies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Co- so have you guys heard about this? No. No. <laughs> no. So this is something, a, a newer menu item that came about uh, in the uh, sometime during January. I don't know exactly when they dropped it, but man, this is like a, like a viral sensation. Um, I, so the Harbor Gallery, like, it's a place that if you're desperate for food, then, you, you know, you should go there. To, you know, whatever, like different, um, you know, bowls, soups and things like that. Yeah. Potatoes. Um, but honestly, it's only like a last resort if you, you know, again, if you want to avoid lines and things like that. Sure. However, they found a hit in this cookie. This cookie is like, I, I like, I, I, I was at first I was like, what like why are people talking about this cookie i mean can it be that good mm-hmm. and then i was like okay well let me give it a shot or whatever and uh, i was looking at some other you know video blog uh, vlogs or whatever um about uh you know uh you know the the people who go to disneyland and try new things and they said you know when they go in the afternoon they're literally sold out of these cookies and i was like whoa wow. okay well why is that and so we got there and my wife was like, we got to try these cookies because, you know, everybody's talking about them. Okay, cool. Let's go check it out. For sure. So we get there around, uh, you know, around that area. Uh, they open at 11 o'clock and um, uh, was it? No, 10 a.m. Um, so anyway, so we uh, got there around 940 uh, a.m. And there were probably about maybe half a dozen people in line. I was <laughs> like, eh, it's only half a dozen people. They're not going to sell or whatever. And then, uh, and then, so we decided to go on uh, the Winnie the Pooh ride there in Critter Country. Sure. And I was like, you know, we got time, you know, so we go there, come back, and we get there like right at 10 a.m. And and then I showed you guys a photo of yeah. the line, and look how many. I mean, it was like 15, 20 people in line already. And I yeah. Was like, Bro, it's like, you know, I went from 16 to 15, 20 people, yeah. you know, like within that 10 minute time span. Yeah. And I was like, okay, the, the hype's real, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so we waited in line 
and then uh, I was like, well, if if it's that good, you can either get six or twelve. Uh, excuse me, thirteen because a baker's dozen. Right. Sure. And so we we're like, oh, you know, well, they might as well get the thirteen. Right? Yeah, they might yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then we got it, and they look, man, they look. <laughs> it was like. When I uh, when they gave us the box, number one, I felt the box and it was warm. Oh, oh always a good sign. Warm cookies, hello. Hello. Oh <laughs> and my so gosh, yeah. we uh, opened it up, and then uh, we saw the coloration of the cookies were perfect. Mm -hmm. um, it, again, it was warm. We I cracked one open and I was like, oh, hello. It's <laughs> like soft and gooey on the inside. Hello, goodness. Uh, it has little flecks of salt on the outside. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's crispy <sighs> yeah. on the edges. And then uh, when you bite into it, you get that whole kind of chocolatey, doughy, like like melting your mouth taking mm -hmm. it's like uh ratatouille when when that uh when the guy the the food reviewer ate ratatouille for the first time you know what i mean and yeah brought him back to his childhood when his eyes kind of quivered and i was just like that was me man I, like no. my eyes like like kind of like opened up and quivered a little bit and I was like, <laughs> oh my god this is like childhood right here you know what i mean yep and so that was uh it was quite amazing man i mean it was like uh, that's why i put a the, in my Instagram post, I was like, man, the hype is real and, and these are legit. And, yeah. You know, and uh, I would highly recommend anybody who uh, loves cookies uh, to get these. Um, it's they're, they're amazing. Awesome. And you wouldn't think this this, this should be coming from Harbor, Harbor, Ga yeah. Harbor Galley, yeah. though. Man, I you know, they had to have something to, to bring you in into their realm because Harbor Galley was garbage, like I said, before yeah, that point. Yeah. So Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um during Phantasmic, isn't this the place where you get those cinnamon rolls? Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. Remember, it, it could be, but I didn't I never bothered to, oh, to get them. Okay, um, gotcha. I, I, I know that they so and then, uh, so uh, they, one of the things that they had previously that was good, but then they switched uh, the the ingredients uh, was the lobster rolls. Uh -oh. So when they first opened, they used to have lobster rolls that had le legit lobster, right? Okay. It was like really fresh lobster. Mm. Then all of a sudden, hmm, we need to cut costs here. Let's use canned lobster. <laughs> Guess what? It tastes like canned tuna fish. You know uh, what I mean? And no so thanks. It's just like, you know what? Forget that. I That's why I never went back. Sure. And the baked potato, I'm just like, bro, I can get baked potatoes at Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I don't need, you know, I, I don't need to get baked potatoes at your restaurant and you charge me triple the price. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, that's the thing about Harbor Galley is that it's not um, a place that was uh, like a must-go-to destination. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why... They needed, I think they needed something to like, you know, bring some people there or at least kind of like maybe be like a, a people eater, so to speak, um, instead of an attraction to restaurant. Um, because you know, they're doing all that construction at Tiana's, uh, what's the 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 not splash, but uh, you know, Tiana's the, Bayou, the, Adventure. The Bayou Adventure, yeah, the, the, yeah, the Bayou Adventure, yeah, and um, you know, then they're also, you know redoing some of the the haunted mansion stuff mm -hmm. as well so mm -hmm. you know they need to attract people over there guess what this is their ace in the hole you know what i'm saying yep. so so the point is to get there before 10 a.m and then um i, I would say get there at 10 a.m at least get there before noon because mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure they're you know they'll have them um by that point but i wouldn't go after lunchtime because i think that uh they will sell out in in all likelihood 
again, that's just based on the number of people that I saw. It's like literally flocking to this restaurant and people were lining up even before uh, behind mm-hmm. behind my wife and I. Mm-hmm. So it just shows you the popularity of it. And um, don't get anything else there. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, you can get a Coke or Diet Coke or whatever. But sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cookies and Diet Coke sound good. <laughs> well, cookie, yeah, something. Um, we're going to do a game called the Randomizer with you, Jay. Ah, okay. I I, uh, I heard your uh, previous episodes uh, regarding this uh, infamous uh, contest. Yes. Let's see if I can get it going here. Uh, I'm trying to gen- uh, generate a new list for us. Sure. Oh, so it's like uh, so when we uh, uh, mm. when I was on the Diz Geek podcast, we had a, a segment called the Kid L- uh, the Show or whatever. Yeah. It's keep it, uh, improve it, or ditch it. And yeah. So I think this is similar in vain. It's exactly the same thing. The, ex- the exact same okay. thing. Yeah. Okay. But if you can improve it, you got to expand it. Now I'm gonna. So it it spit off. Um, the the list is comprised of attractions from both parks. Now, sometimes we don't like what it generates. And since you're new to this, if you don't like this list, you can say, I want another list. You get one mulligan. You get one mulligan. So it, today it spit out Incredicoaster, Frontierland Shooting Exposition, sorry, Shooting Exposition, shooting. and Dumbo the Flying Elephant. <laughs> okay. Do you want to keep those three or do you want to just have a different list? Um, it's all good with me, man. I mean, honestly, it's just, you know, like any attraction you, you bring up, any attractions that you bring up, I have thoughts about it. So, okay. All right. No, I'm not afraid to express my thoughts. <laughs> okay. So, so we have Incredicoaster, Frontierland Shooting Expedition, and Exposition. Dum- what? Exposition. Exposition, and Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Yep. Okay. So we get to keep one, we get to ditch one, and we get to improve it. Yeah. But we have to tell us how you're going to improve it. So, Jay, do you want to go first? Hmm. So I'd say the Incredicoaster, just keep it. Um, I think it's good as is. Uh, Honestly, after they had, um, you know, made the changes to, you know, be more Pixar oriented. Um, they did a great job of incorporated all incorporating, you know, the the uh, movies into the attraction, and um, I, you know, it, I'm 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 not like a huge roller coaster guy, yeah. But you know, from my experiences on that attraction, I think they did really well mm-hmm. with the existing infrastructure that was already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, speaking of cookies, that yeah. have you had that cookie at the end? I know uh, the num num cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I have not had those cookies. Um, what? It's, it's, yeah, I know. It's uh, one of those things that um, one of these days I I want to try it, but just you know, it just there's so many other <laughs> dishes, and again, it's just my wife and I that yeah. uh, you know we share the dishes, and you know we, we have a limited uh, stomach capacity. Yeah, <laughs> understood. Understood. Okay, so he's keeping an in, in, in coaster. Okay. So yeah, well, you guys feel the same? Well, we, we go. We, we each take our turn. We no, well, we, oh, okay, we, okay. We, so we can always. Yeah. yeah hold okay. On. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so improve it. Um, I would say, man, it's a, it's a, it's a tough choice because the the shooting gallery. I remember that as a child, and they actually used real BBs, mm-hmm. you know, and um, 
so that was a little more fun um the only problem is i understand the maintenance cost of it and then also apparently there's issues with lead you know that uh you know was uh, a toxic <laughs> uh you know element uh of that um experience and um you know plus you know like the you know you have to repaint the targets and that kind of thing so yeah in honesty i i don't know if they can really improve it because shooting is kind of controversial right and so i'd say well so it, it's controversial for some people mm -hmm. so that's the thing is that oh man this is like look a bit of a tough choice here yeah because i'm not even sure how you can improve dumbo's stride i mean it's like something you go around in a circle and just like what are you going to do about it i mean i guess you can do like a vr screen in in front of the the elephant but i mean you're talking about like a major upgrade and yeah okay so here's what i'm gonna say <laughs> okay well we'll have to ditch ditch the shooting gallery uh, um i okay. even though look look I own guns, man. Okay. I, I do bounty hunting. Um, I, you know, I was uh, very much, uh, you know, I, I still own guns and, and I still, you know, I haven't gone shooting for a while, but uh, I'm definitely not a um, anti-gun person. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. Um, and so um, as far as, uh, so so basically the, the only problem is that, you know, just, you know, with the, uh ways uh that disney is trying to be non-controversial i i'd say that is the most um i guess uh practical attraction to to ditch um and uh as far as dumbo then um i would say that you'd want to either use like vr goggles um you know like the vision pro or um the MetaQuest or something like that and then you just you know put that on top of people so when uh people ride the dumbo flying elephant then uh when they put on those virtual screens when they're actually going around they'll see like uh you know elements from the movie right and yeah. so like you're flying around the big top you know you see uh you know Oh. The, the the different attractions yeah you know uh, you see your mom you know i mean or whatever you know in, in the cage and you know you can cry or whatever you know as you're flying by her mm -hmm. and uh you know or you can see the the crows you know hey how you doing you know like singing their uh you know skit scat you know kind of bobbity boop you know type of uh uh you know songs and things like that you know so that is uh the only way that i'd say that you can improve uh the the dumbo right uh. Okay. Yep. Very solid answers yep. there. Yep. You would go ahead. Okay. So, um, uh, see, th th these are these are difficult. Um, not easy at all. No. And so I would I would I, I said it before that the Incredicoaster, if we're going to improve it, um, how would you improve that? And the only way I could do, I was saying would be to try to make it so the elements that don't work so well in the daytime in the daytime make them work all the way around because. In Credit Coaster at nighttime, that's when you get the full theming. Mm -hmm. You get the full story. You know, you see the Jack Jack, and, and the whole thing it plays out much, 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 much better. Yeah. At night during the day, so I'm gonna go with with that's the one we got to improve, um, and that is to make it so during the day, it you get the full story. Maybe make the tunnels a little bit more integrated. Um, somehow make uh, Jack Jack uh, a little bit better as they're running through. Um, th really, the end of it is the end of the ride is 
um, you know, when you're going around and, you're, and Jack Jack is phasing in and out as you're yep. going along, yeah. that's where it needs to be improved. So maybe go to a screen with, with Jack Jack phasing or, or something along those lines. And I like your idea with, with the, the VR, yes. like kind of a VR screen. Um, that would be cool. That, that would be cool in a lot of different attractions, to be honest. Um, but that, that's where I'll go with that. Improve that. Maybe add the tunnel, a little bit longer tunnel um, for that. And I've always been a, I've been a, a guy of, like, add another loop. Throw another <laughs> loop in that bad boy because the double. Oh, I love it. Anyway, uh, so that's where I'm going to go with that one. Then the uh, keep it, I guess, you know, the, and then you go to Dumbo and then you go to the shooting exposition. Um, and this is where it's tough mm-hmm. because I think both of them hold a place uh, in Disneyland. They both really do. Right. So Dumbo being the classic, uh, I guess, I guess, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, I think Dumbo needs to stay, and then the, the shooting expedition has to go. As much as I like that thing and how cool it is and how fun it is, uh, I mean, last time I went, I was I was on it, and I used it, and I was shooting, shooting away. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so in these, with those three, it's pretty difficult. And I, and I agree with Jay, it's like, as much as I hate to say the the controversy over guns, I just don't play along with that game. So, no, but um, no, yeah. So that would be it. So you'd have to get rid of that one and then keep Dumbo as is. Keep Dumbo as is. Yep. Yeah, I think we're all pretty much in agreement. Uh, the reason why I'm sort of stuck on the frontier land, uh, the shooting exposition, is because I, I I think it's important for kids or people to have this tactile experience. Yeah. You, the, much the same way, the uh, um, that I'm I'm a fan of Autopia. I mean, having kids s- drive their own car, physically do it and and turn it. I think that's important. It's the mm-hmm. same thing with the holding this you know gun that shoots the infrared light or whatever. Yeah. At rabbits or you know uh, I don't know what what are you shooting out there? Cactus. A I, bunch I, of different I, things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. If you weigh it against Dumbo and the Incredicoaster, yeah, that thing probably does have to go because Dumbo is classic. Mm-hmm. It's a day one attraction. And, well, wait a minute. The shooting expedition might be, too. Oh. Because there were a couple of those. There was one in Adventureland and one in uh, Frontierland. And, the, God, there might have been one on Main Street, too. You know that? Is, is, that, is that right, Jay? Yeah, I know you're a historian. I'm not sure about the one on Main Street, but definitely uh, they had one uh, in... Uh, like New Orleans Square, I believe. Um, Adventureland, right? Pirate, uh, Pirates Oriented, if I remember correctly. I'd have to look up the history of it. It's been a while since okay. I looked at that. But uh, okay. yeah, they definitely had two shooting galleries. I'm not sure if they had three, um, but yeah, I, I'd have to research that more. Okay. So, yeah, so I guess a shooting expedition of those three has to go. Um, what I, I got the opening date for that one was uh, 1971. For what? Adventureland? No, no. Oh, the, the Frontierland? Shoot, the front, uh, shooting, well, that's the shooting arcade. That's not the same one. Oh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, so it wasn't an opening day one. No. Oh, wow. I was wrong. Are you, are you, are you, are you, are you looking at Disney World? Because that's could have been with oh, Disney. No, you're right. You're right. Um, let me oh, go back. Okay. Uh, continue <laughs> to look. All right. Um, so I'm going to probably keep Dumbo as is. Um, I don't know what else you can do. I mean, they updated the queue not too long ago. Um and in, in Credit Coaster, I, I guess I'll agree with Udi's that you got to make those elements work in the night, in the daytime, as well as the nighttime. Um, but that's tough, though. It's you, 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 you can make a case for all three of these things. Yeah. You know, the other thing about um, 
oh. the shooting, uh, I guess, they call it the shooting um, exposition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Frontierland. Yeah, I, I don't know. They've changed the, the name uh, <laughs> over the years. Uh, but, I mean, you've already got shooting games uh, existing, but, you know, they're in attractions. Um, we're talking about Buzz Lightyear. You know, you, you shoot the, the targets in there. Yeah, there yeah. And that's also kind of infrared. Um, and then also you have the um, uh, the the one, um, the, the Toy Story Mania. Yeah, Midway uh, Mania, that yeah. That also you shoot as well. Mm -hmm. So you kind of already have that in existence. And so yeah, totally right. a, a place where you have to actually pay to shoot something and <laughs> it's a stationary, you know, position, uh, you know, maybe that's, you know, becoming antiquated. You're right. No, you're you're totally correct on that. Mm -hmm. Solid points. I still like it though. Yeah, I still like it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like I said, I remember. Like I'm old enough to remember they actually had like super, you know, like the the, you know, the, the actual metal targets. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to do some more research as far as like I I know there's at least two uh, shooting galleries and. I forgot the the uh, if there was a third one, um, but no, actually, um, looking at Disney Parks Wiki, yeah, there was uh, a Main Street Shooting Gallery, hmm. and that was opened in 1955, but it was closed in 1962. So I okay. just kind of looked that up on Google. So yeah. Mark is right, there was a third uh, shooting gallery, but I do remember there was a second one for sure. Um, I believe it was in um, Again, uh, New Orleans Square, but I could be wrong. It, maybe it was a different section of the park, but okay. regardless, I mean, they've had them in the past. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. What time is it? Five o'clock. Oh, it's five o'clock on the dot? Well, yeah. past, oh, yeah. Okay, so we are um, up against our, a lot of time with Jay. Jay's got a busy schedule. Yep. And he, uh, yeah, any other quick questions you guys have? Uh, you know, I'll be, you know, I got a few minutes, but just uh, we definitely got to wrap it up. So for sure, uh, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to know. So uh, why don't you go ahead and tell this one is where they can find you? Oh, uh, just, I mean, it's funny. My So when I started getting back onto Instagram, my sister was like, oh, you should do all these hashtags and have these followers and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not here to promote myself, but if you guys want to check out the pictures that we've been talking about today, cool. You know, uh, look me up, uh, Instagram, SB Hoppa boy. S is, in, uh, well, SB like Santa Barbara, like said, uh, Hoppa, Hoppa is a, 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 a Hawaiian word, which means a person of uh, mixed, uh, descent, a uh, mixed, uh, Asian and uh, white descent. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then the last one is a uh, boy, which, Hey, I'm your boy. I'm your so, boy. Yeah. Let's <laughs> be yeah. hop boy. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't do the X. I don't do the, I mean, you know, I'm on Facebook, but I honestly, I'm more of a lurker than, than a, you know, generator of, yeah. of content. So, okay. you know, but uh, anyways, regardless, uh, but I, I'd suggest people just, you know, following leaving today podcast because, you know, you guys, uh, you know, the more listeners, the better. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely, yep. yeah. And we, again, we'd love to have you on on our LTP Lounge uh, every other Wednesday. Yeah, we'll work that out. Um, hopefully, yeah, we'll. Yeah, I'll see if I can uh, schedule time to, you know, that uh, you know, uh, you, you say about uh, between six p.m. and what time? Seven. seven. Yeah. Okay, so between six to seven. Okay, yep. I'll, I'll see if I can uh, set aside some little bit of time, and if other people online, and you know, I can talk with them and you yeah, know, interact and see what they have to say and if they have any questions or whatever and that kind of thing that sounds like a like a good time yep all right cool cool sounds good okay all sir right, guys well uh, great talking to you and, absolutely uh, 
Jess, I uh, hope you come back on soon and uh, looking yep. forward to talking to you again as well. And um, everybody else, take care. Peace out. Peace out, brother. Thanks, Jerry. See you. Woohoo! All right. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for hanging out with us for an hour and a half. Yep. Uh, that could have easily gone two hours. Um, yep. Again, I just enjoy talking to him. Uh, he's one of us. And, um, I one hope, of us. One, one of us. us. Yeah. And I hope that someday when we go down there, we can hang out for dinner with him or lunch or just yep. go on some um, attractions with him or just, or maybe all, all of the above. Because I, I think we would get along good. Probably a lot of laughs. Yep. And I would definitely learn something because. Oh, uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Again, uh, if you want to follow him, uh, it's SBHappaBoy uh, on Instagram. And um, look look forward to having him on again, either on this and or uh, the LTP Lounge. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up episode number 190. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, this evening, this morning, however and whenever it is you're doing it. We very much appreciate it. Um, again, follow us on Instagram at leaventodaypodcast.com um, or just Leaving Today Podcast. And then also check us out on Instagram at leaving, uh, sorry, at uh, check, uh, check, check us out on YouTube at Leaving Today Podcast. Um, we have to figure that out because I think leaving today is two words or one word. I, I may have set it up wrong, but uh, check it out and, t- and do subscribe to our channel because we've done a couple for LTP Lounge mm-hmm. and we're getting a little bit better at it. And uh, But we have had fan in- interaction and yep. that actually makes a big difference. Much we, appreciated. Yep, yep. And uh, like I said, we're going to get better at it. Um, or and also, if you want to send us an email, you can at info at leaventodaypodcast.com. Udi, where can people find out about you? Uh, you can find me on my other show, The Mando Show. Uh, we have a show coming out probably, but it'll be out by the time this comes out. Uh, we're discussing uh, Star Wars uh, podcast today. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of talking about the new projects that are coming out and a few different things we kind of touch on to um, some things that are going on in the community, which... Let me take a second real quick, and, and, and I'm going to say this. Um, Joe Joe is, for all of you guys who listen, you guys all know, um, and if you know, you'll know Joey, okay? So Joey is one of those guys who is um, a very much of, a, a, of a, a nice guy. Yeah. And doesn't really have too many ill words to say to people. Not often. But Joey? Yeah, Joey. I've never heard him say a bad word. I have, but, but it's rare, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's only because we've been <laughs> we've been in a few situations in a few places. But anyway, but that being said, he recently got blocked by a, a relatively prominent Star Wars account uh, and, and blocked him all the way across. We're talking everything that he's on. Mm. Okay, and so we kind of touched about it in that episode. And I'm, I'm bringing it up now because uh, it. The, and I'm going to call out the the the, the Instagram the, the 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 site because I don't think it's it's. Um, this is what we need. We need to make this kind of behavior intolerable. Like, we can't have that. We can't, if we're going to ever improve communities and remove divisions, we need to communicate. So it's a Star Wars Underground. Um, they, never heard of them. Yeah, never heard of them. But they're, they're, they're relatively known in the Star Wars community. And the reason why they blocked them uh, was because uh, they, they, they made a po- post uh, with the whole debate of the Charmin of Chinois. Um, which I, we've talked about, and I've... I've the what? Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy, the director of the Ray movie. The Ray oh, movie. Okay. I, I didn't know if that was a person. Yeah, anyway, okay. that's the director. Anyway, okay. so they, they made a post basically saying context because of the, the controversy, controversy 
uh, around her at the moment, and then and then they said context is everything, and so. One of seconds to just yeah. that. Okay. Okay. So then, Joe said, "You're c correct. Context is everything." I, I, but I guess not for Gina Carano, mm. and for that statement, he got blocked all across the board. So uh, I just well. want. So the reason why I'm saying it is because this is what I, I always feel like when we have these moments. That 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 behavior, what Joe said, is nothing. There's nothing. What was a word that I can even say? There's nothing negative. He's more being like an observant guy, like, hey, but if you want to have that, that's good. Yes, you're right. Context is everything. So we need to apply that across the board. So anyway, so I just felt like, and I told him, I said, you know what? I'm going to call that out because that annoys me. Yeah. I think in, in this community, in the Disney community and the Star Wars community, um, that more discussion, more talking, understanding where we're coming from is more important than just like, oh, I don't like what you said. Shut, cut you off. Yep, yep. Are you off? I'm not a fan of suppression of speech exactly. or ideas. I so, mean, yeah. so argue with Joe, disagree with Joe, have the discussion with Joe. Maybe, maybe you'll find a place of of, of uh, you know commonality, commonality where you can agree. Maybe not, but at least have that discussion. So anyway, sure. so we promote that here. So anytime I have a chance to kind of call people out and, and say we need to promote this, I'm going to do it. So that's why I'm doing it. I'm not trying to stir up anything. It's more me just going, hey, don't do that. Let's talk more. That's why we anybody who's detracted against stuff, we've been more than like, well, come on on. Come on over. Let's have, let's have a talk. Anyway, so I just want to say that real quick. Um, so you can find me there. You'll, you'll catch that. We kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, and Joe didn't want to call him out on the show, so I said I would do it here. There you go. And so I'm doing it. Uh, and then you can find me on my socials, which are both the Twixer and the Instagram, which are both the same handle, H-A-X-G-O-A-L-I-E, Hacks Goalie. Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 190. And thanks again for listening. We love you. Adventures out there. And we'll see you in the parks. See ya. Mark and Udi are away. I just wanted to say, if you're hearing this, please um, call the police and send help because Mark is holding me against my will. <laughs> a new world order, Udi. A new world order. Don't get me going. Okay. No, I will give you one. Not that one. Pick a different one. God, you're so slow. Wow, these are smaller than I thought. That's what she said? No bed sheets. Why are you yelling at me? Because I like yelling at you. <laughs> You're funny. Ow, that hurt. Don't make me smile like that. Ow. <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. Ah, it's like a breath of fresh air. I like it.